Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. I believe our 99th edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. We're coming to you live, as we do every Thursday night at 9.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 out of the West Coast, and of course 10.30 on the East Coast. My name is John Jagu. Glad that you are with us tonight. We are live on YouTube, as we always are, and of course you can listen to this and previous editions of our podcast uh, on the Podcast Center at iTunes and, of course, on uh, recently added, which I thought we had. We were there the whole time, but it turns out we're not. But we are uh, now back on Google Play, thanks to one of our uh, loyal listeners who said, he said, Senores, we need to be on the Google Play. So we're on the Google Play now. So glad that uh, that you are with us this evening. We do have uh, quite a few things to get to uh, this week. There's going to be a call-up coming up. Uh, for some games at the end of the month. Crucial qualifiers for Mexico. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about a possible, maybe the the, the, the early early warning signs of a, of, a, of a major power struggle that's going to happen over in the uh, in the, the Pearl of the Occident. Of course, we're talking about Guadalajara. And we'll get into some of the little odds and ends as well uh, here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, uh, things that have happened over the over the week and things that are going to happen, uh, not just in Mexico, but in the world of soccer. And of course, we want to uh, touch base on all of that as it happens. So thank you again for joining us. My name is John Jr. Let's go ahead and introduce our, our, our panel that we have with us tonight. Uh, tonight, uh, a, 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 an expurgated version, it's like the abridged version of the Cantina Mekis podcast, but we do have a, still a, a, a panel, a very knowledgeable, very intelligent, very humorous, witty members here on our panel. We're going to start uh, going west coast with uh, Daniel Preciado. Daniel, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, John. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. My my, my Pumas won, Daniel, so uh, we have six points. And uh, How does that feel like? To win? I don't know. I would ask Joel, but he doesn't know either. But uh, but 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 uh, it, it feels good. Pumas, uh, they were able to... Uh, to, to beat the hottest team in the league, uh, the Lobos Buap, by a score of 2-0. It was, a, it was a good win for Pumas, even though... Uh, no, that's a great win. I mean, they, they've obviously started off uh, their uh, their first division play on, on the right foot, so getting uh, getting three points from them, I thought, was pretty was strong. It was, and, uh, and, and, and for Pumas, unfortunately, we need to start, we need to win on the wall. Listen to me. We, uh, Pumas needs to win on the road. They haven't done that yet. This is, uh, as soon as that starts happening, then maybe I'll feel a little less nervous about uh does it become we when, when when they start winning no not at all i've I, i've oh, okay. i've uh i just uh I, I try not to do that when i talk about the teams that i that i am personally a fan of but uh anyway no but uh no pumas is uh is is, is very close to the situation that that unfortunately i believe that you're that you're santos are in it's uh where they're starting to uh creep down toward a zone where Things could get a little uncomfortable if, uh, if if there's a bad season. I'm talking about, of course, the, the Senso. It's uh, Santos losing to uh, at home to Veracruz. To Veracruz, yeah, yeah. Just, just, to just uh, you know, as bad a loss as you can have. In the, that's almost as bad as losing to Puebla. And well, there's there's few games that you think, uh, all right, that that's that's going to be three points right there. You know, absolutely. That's, that's one of the few games you circle on the on the. It's like, all right, you, you should be yeah. able to get three from them, but. Yeah, no, it was, not, it was it was a big loss. Out. It was a big loss, and. Uh, Although, although, didn't you tell me that the, that that Chaton uh, did he start? 
I, he scored. He scored. Uh, yes. I believe. Uh, no, I do now, think he started. But is, um, is, is he chaton with hair or, or is he bald chaton? Because I think bald chaton is, is, where, is where he plays his best. He's bald. He's bald. Well, there you go. So, so it sounds like you know maybe, maybe chaton. I got to tell you, if, if if there's a player that 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 Santos needs, and 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 for a you know bigger picture that Mexico needs that to start playing well, it's Chaton because I think he could be a an outstanding addition. Well, to, he's been uh, getting um, minutes at center back. Really? So that's yeah. even more interesting. He, I, I, you know, if he's going to that 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 seems actually pretty reasonable. So, so yeah, that that is a little bit interesting from that, and that's about it, though. Um, I was hoping uh, Ronaldo Cisneros would be getting more minutes with the first team, but that's not really happening yet. Yeah. He got some minutes uh, during the Copa, which I guess if there's a bright side to this season so far, it, it, it's the Copa. So they're doing okay in, the, in that competition. Well, they'll get it together. I mean, uh, you know, Chepo's a good coach, and, and Santos is at least since the midnight. I mean, they've had a couple of scares, but uh, they're you know as you know, I, I look at them as you know outside of the Big Four, who are usually somewhat consistent. I, I think Santos and Toluca have been I'm, far and away the most consistent teams over the past. I'm pretty, years. I'm pretty slow on the panic button. I'm pretty, yeah. if anything, I'm late on the panic button. So I'm, I'm not sweating it. It's, it's still super early. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that, but we're good to have you on the show. And uh, just uh, to the, to the North of you about, uh, Oh, I don't know, like a hundred miles or so we have with us in, in South Los Angeles, Joel Aceves, <laughs> who is uh, chomping at chomping at the bit. To get to all the uh, all, all the news from 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 his favorite city in the world, but we'll get get into that in a minute. But first, uh, we'll say hello, Howard. How are you? Hello, John. Glad to be back. Well, we're glad to have you on, Joel. Uh, Joel, Chivas. Uh, well, if we had if we had a former member of, of the podcast, he would be. He would be laying it into you right now, but he, uh, but he's he's uh, he's he's on a I'm on permanent vacation. Not a good look for 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 Chivas over the weekend. Uh, playing uh, a team that frankly uh, is 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 looking pretty good in Monterrey, but but Chivas uh, had it rough. And of course, when 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 you lose like that, uh, the the claws come out of certain people, and I think we're starting to see a little bit of that uh, down in uh, in, in Guadalajara. This was also the first time uh, Chivas had lost to Monterrey since since Almeida took over. Monterrey had always been uh, sort of Chivas' whipping boy, so it's you can say it, Juan. You know, habían sido clientes. That they were, that they were. It was, you know, it was the venue where trophies. That's right, where trophies became a superstar. Yeah, that one game and. Um, so this was, you know, ironically now tables have turned, and now this was the venue where Chivas suffered the their first defeat of the season, a heavy-handed defeat, four-one. And the the worst loss uh, in the in, in the in the Almeida era. Yeah, and it extends. So now they have a winless streak, four games, three draws, one defeat. So things aren't looking so good. I'm not surprised. I did say at the say before the season that. I wasn't expecting Chivas to qualify, given the lesiones and the lack of preseason, proper proper preseason. So no big surprise to you. Uh, it shouldn't be a surprise to, to our, our, our 
our, our loyal Chivas fans uh, that that are listening as well. But uh, but but you know you're a you're a learned man when it comes to when it comes to uh, Guadalajara soccer. Not everybody is is as astute in your observations as as other Chivas fans are. So, at Thank what you, point at what point do uh, the, does does Almeida start uh, feeling you know you know the pressure of, of just not just coaching Chivas but coaching Chivas after 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 bring, bringing after bringing the comet back? So well, I, well, I have to note another thing that happened at the Monterrey game was that. Almeida was suspended for two games. He um, was. He had some, uh, not some very nice words to say to the referee. And then he, I have to admit, Joel, he was, you know, I think that he wouldn't have been suspended for, for, for two games, but he really took it out on that poor defenseless little bottle that, that, that he kicked on his way to the locker room, which, uh, which you know, frankly, I mean, the bottle was just minding its own business. It, you know, it didn't, it didn't need to be treated like that. So, so I think he got, he got, uh, he got, he got, he got uno por, Por las palabras y el segundo por la botella. So, yeah, so uh, the, the Chivas, the, you know, the, the board of directors, they did not want to talk about the incident. They didn't want to talk about, you know, the suspension. They said they weren't going to, you know, they were just going to accept it. But Almeida did give a, you know, and I and kind of uh, came a bit unprepared, John. I would have, I should have had his uh, quotes. But what was interesting, he said, "If no one's going to defend me, I'm going to, I'm going to say my piece." Right. So Almeida, so Almeida went against, you know, the board, uh, you know, the, and and talked about talked about the suspension and everything. But but you know, that's what some of the media was was zeroing in on, the whole "if no one's going to defend me" part, because there, there was already rumors. And going a while back, that the relationship between Almeida and Higuera had had broken. Well, that's something that you'll have to uh, get into a little bit uh, in, in more detail. But before we do that, Hoa, we do need to introduce uh, our, our last, uh, last but not least, our, our, our technical director, the man who pushes all the buttons to uh, get us on the air. Talking about uh, Beto Chiquiscampa out in Kyle, Texas. Beto, how are you? <laughs> Hey, so <laughs> I'm assuming that that means you're okay. Yeah, doing good. How's glad to oh. glad to have you on. Glad to have you on, Beto. Uh, Beto, we uh, Pumas uh, had a had a good win. They 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 played well. They kind of loosened up a little after they scored the goal, but they were able to withstand and they got the second one to ice it. And uh, we can breathe a little easier. Yeah, I got. I think I got all my uh, predictions right from last show. Wow. I think it was the Pumas win, Monterrey win, and I think Pachuca over Tigres. Look at you. El, el, el Chaman. See, we used to have El Chayan Chaman. Now we just have El, 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 el Chaman. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting that most to happen. Uh, I think Aviles Hurtado has been doing real well. Well, I mean, it looks like they got the locker room straightened out in Monterrey. I mean, we, I mean, we've we've been talking for you know at least for the better part of a year how you know as far as talent, they they you know few teams in, in the league can outgun them. It was just you know you know we were wondering you know was it the coach? Is it you know was is there is, is there some sort of uh, discord in the locker? And, and so they got rid of a couple of players. I mean, one guy who uh, 
just seem to be un- unhappy, not only in Monterrey, but where, where, where they shipped them off to in Carmona. And uh, they've, you know, they, they, they were able to, to really put a whooping on, uh, on Chivas. So I think that the people in, uh, at least the people that were uh, the stripes in Monterrey have to be very, very happy with how, uh, how Monterrey has started off the season. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, at least a month into it, you'd have to say that, 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 you know, I know that Lobos WAP had their good little start, but I mean, let, let, let's be realistic. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily th- think that they can, that's something that they can maintain. Whereas I think that Monterrey can absolutely keep this going uh, with 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 the team they have and, and then the folks that have been able to uh, step up for them. But uh, so 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 good on them. We'll see how that uh, how that turns out. But I do want to turn more toward uh, more toward. Oh, sorry about that, Joel. Fat finger. But uh, so Joel, you you said that there the, the the rumors are starting to fly in. Uh, in Guadalajara, and do you think that the rumors would have been flying whether they were winning, losing, or, or, or ambivalent? Just there, there is uh, there's tension. In... I think that they would have been there, but we wouldn't have hurt them. You know, you... If, if you're winning, everything's sunshine. But they would have still been, they would have still been. Um... The deodorant. Of winning is not uh, glossing over the fact that there is uh, that they're having a conflict in the, in, in the front office. So 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 the conflict it turns out, Joel, let me get this, let me see if I can get this right. It is between uh, the general manager, Mister 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 and the coach Mat- Matias Almeida. Is that correct? But, yes, but technically he's not general manager. Uh, okay, well, what is what is his the CEO? Uh, what is his official? He's a, He's the Chivas Only Life CEO. Okay. So Technically, you should have nothing to do with the team. Uh, so he's the CEO of Only you know, Life. He's not. Well, the group Grupo Chivas Only Life. All right. So what does that mean? He's Vergara. like the business aspect of it. Vergara okay. is the owner. So Vergara is the owner of the club, or or of. He's, he's the owner of the, of the Only Life. Chivas and and he's a president. Okay, so you have the president, and you have the CEO, and well, regardless of what his title is, I know that you know, I get very technical when it comes to when it comes to that. The, the, he's he's in the middle of of a snit with uh, with with Matias Almeida, and 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 why are they why are they mad at each other? Why why are they not returning each other's phone calls? Well, I think this happened. You know, this is my take. And it's that uh, Iguera, the reason Iguera brought Almeida was simply because he wanted to get rid of the De La Torres, who weren't going to give him um, room to operate because he wanted to be, he wanted to have more say in the club as far as transfers and how the team plays, and they were just not going to let him do it. <clears throat> so he got rid of them, and the way he got Almeida was because um, his 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 representative, who is uh, Santiago Huisig, he was in Mexico trying to get uh, the national team. He was shopping around Almeida for the national team. And, uh, you know, he ended up with Chivas. What would you have done, Joel, if, if Chivas gets Osorio? Oh, no, and, no. And then no. Mexico let's, let's gets Matias Almeida. 
I don't know, man. You know what? He's not that bad of a coach, I would say Osorio is. Even if I don't like him for the national team. As club coach, he's, he's quite decent. Going into the World Cup, I, I would take that deal, John. Okay. All right. So, 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 so uh, Elgeta was not getting the... Was not getting the props. He wasn't getting. Yeah, he, the, wasn't, he wasn't getting the toys. He was. They. They said you can't play in the sandbox. So he got rid of. Yeah. The people in the sandbox. He got. Brings in Iliera. He brought in. Or brings in. Sorry, Matias. He Santana. brought in Iliera. Yeah, and and if we go back, he had um. He had like a promising start when he won like five games. Right. You know, and uh, but then. But then the start of the, the following season, he had a start that was just as bad as Chepo's. Actually, he had one point less than, right. than how when Chepo had gotten sacked. So so around that time, um, Iguera was trying to bring in some other coach. So what, one of them was uh, Buse, who that's why they brought in uh, – the former general manager, whose name I forgot, he was at Querétaro. Oh, Jaime Ordiales. Yes, correct. They brought in Jaime Ordiales, and that was the reason they brought him in, so that Buse could work with Ordiales. But and then Buse said this: it's it's if you Google it, interview when he's talking about why he turned down coaching Chivas, and uh, he said it was because he blames he still blames Vergara for not getting a fair shot at the national team when he when he got fired after the Costa Rica game. So th- that was like strike one, you could say. Sure. And then, la- and then later on, they went after uh, the Argentine coach who was at, who went to Sevilla. Um, Sampaoli. Uh, yes, Jorge Sampaoli. And Sampaoli kind of threw them under the bus because he, he gave an interview. And he said, I was offered the job, but I didn't want to take it because I'm good friends with Almeida. You know, but but I think he did it just to, to you know, alert Almeida. Because he wasn't going to take it. They, they were going to have to dump a lot of money. Right. You know, he, he's, he had offers from Europe, and that, that's where he, he knew where he needed to be for his career to, to, to take off. And so, so, but soon after that, that's when they give Almeida this five-year contract. And then, and then the magic starts happening. Yeah, but but even then, like you, you could say, um, you could say that um, Almeida's uh, agent, he was working behind the scenes. So he Almeida was being linked to New Worlds. He was being linked to uh, to Paraguay well, national team. And, he was, and, but the team he was putting pressure on Chivas to get the contract. Is what was happening. Yeah, and, and at the same time, Chivas started doing better and better. You know, he started right. winning. He started adding titles, and and the other thing was that he became he became a fan favorite. He's arguably he's probably the most popular coach in Liga MX as far as the way the fans treat him. I really can't think of any other coach. Maybe maybe Tuca at Monterrey, but I mean Tigres. Um, but I, I really can't think of another coach that gets that. You know, sure. And and with, with going to Tuca, I think he he has that in Monterrey where Tigres are at. But outside, he's probably not revered as much. Right. You know, as opposed to 
you know, they put pictures all the time or videos when when the team lands in the airport and, and Almeida gets mobbed, you know? It's, it's almost like if he was one of the star players. You know what it reminds me? It reminds me of when I travel with you. And when we land and you walk out and walk out of out of, out of the jetway and people start mobbing you. <laughs> oh, an alternate, an, an alternate universe. Yeah, that, that, that's what it reminds me of. Okay, so 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 uh, so let's fast forward to this weekend. So, so no, no, not we, even, not even. This we, we haven't gotten that year. Okay, we're still, we're still working on on the backstory. Right, go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, so now Almeida, he's he's pretty much, you know, he's one, he's one, he has a popular vote. Everyone in Chivas likes him, man, and yes. and even Vergara. He has won the, the court of public opinion. And and Vergara, because we've never heard Vergara, you know, praise right. a coach as much as he has, you know, Almeida. He's okay, even, so so what caused them? What caused the rift to, to get to the point that's so bad that they had to whip it out and get the rulers out? Well, I think I think those were the two things that happened with with uh, with Higuera starting to shop for, you know. For another coach, for other coaches, and and if if we look at Yera's track record, he's 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 always uh he's had indifferences with with past coaches that he hired because he he does have his other club. Um, what other what other club is that? God damn! No, no, <laughs> not not that he's a fan of uh, oh, that okay. he owns. Uh, Colibrias? Oh, oh no, there you are. They, oh, no, they the it was Coras yeah. the, the, the peak, right? Oh, Coras. there you go. And but they have, they have now moved to exactly, honestly, yeah. Honestly, like 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 the, in my opinion, the most romantic club in, in Big Mekis. You know the 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 uh, uh, the team that plays in Morelos right outside of Cuernavaca, Zacatepec, which. They play in a really cool stadium, and honestly, if I if I had a chance to go watch a, a Liga Mekis game, if I could go watch one in Zacatepec, that would be fantastic. That would be it's yes. a cool, a cool little town, cool little stadium, and it's like it's like it's like forty five minutes from Mexico City. It would be a great place to go watch. So and they moved. beat they beat Tigres uh, in Copa Mexico. Oh. It was last week or the week before. I think they lost to Cruzes this week. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so. Huh, so he moved, huh? Yeah, so they have a lot of a lot of Chivas players on. So you should keep an eye on Zacatepec. They have a lot yeah, of Chivas well, players on loan. That's that was one of the first because when when you get a first spot, um, God, you just told me the name. I already forgot. Coras, Coras at the peak. When, yeah, when you bought Coras, uh, not only did Chivas send players, they sent him a coaching staff. Who right. Was uh, Joel Tiburon Sanchez and uh, Gusano Napoles. And uh, was uh, was 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 he get involved when he when uh, when Camoranesi quit? Five yes. minutes before their Copa Mekis game. Well, that was the the thing. Well, see, this, this is this is when we kind of have a window into how he operates because uh, Tiburon managed to get that team to the final, and they lose to Necaxa, and I believe they lost in penalties. So he's he said, and this is an interview. He's on record. Tiburon says it's not even 24 hours after we lost that final match that we met up. You know, he met up with Higuera and some of the, some of the, you know, some of the uh, top brass for, for um, Coras, and he got fired. You know, he said they couldn't agree on on, on you know how to manage the club and they, the, you know, for the follow up season. But I, I think at that point he already had Camoranesi lined up, and right. it's just 
you know, it's just linked with Juventus, linked, linked with Italia, World Cup well, let, me, let me ask you all this. So, uh, so would you prefer to have for your club like like a Sir Alex, or prefer have a the coach? Oh man, I wish I could remember his name. Very famous European coach said, "You know, if I stay more than three years at a club, I I I I, I lose I, I lose my touch basically. So I only no. want to be at a club three years at a time." No, sir. I, I like the Sir Alex. You want a Sir Alex? And and you know what? I do think uh, Almeida would would be able to do something similar at Chivas, but so he's Nacho, not. Nacho he's not said. He's not said I'm staying at the club, huh? Right. Nacho Torres would probably be the closest thing to a Sir Alex that New Mexico has. Yeah. And and Maybe right now, yeah, Tuca was seven years. And Adias and Necaxa, was he like 10 years? Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, Almeida, he's, his mind is set on going to Europe or coaching a national team. So just, just uh, to continue with the whole, you know, tug of war, uh, it was just about two months ago when um, in an interview with El Financiero, it was Al- Almeida's agent pretty much said he's going to be at the club for six more months. It's basically the end of the season. You know, keep in mind, this guy has a what should be now a four-year contract. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I and then there was the rumors – you know, during preseason, about Alaves offering Almeida the, the spot, you know? So that, that, That's like the worst thing that could happen for for him is to go to Alaves. I mean, you, could, you, know, you know, who would you rather coach? Would you rather coach? <laughs> you know, I, don't, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't think there's even a song about Alaves. Yeah, it, it could hurt his stock if he goes and the team gets relegated and Right. He get relegated just because he doesn't have the funds to to, to yeah. build a competitive team. See, I think Almeida's on the right track, and I think he's going to stay at Chivas. I think he's going to stay at Chivas, not just for this season, I think for next season too, unless something calamitous happens with the national. Because I think the natural progression for him is 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 to go is, is to go to Mexico is to become the Mexico head coach, which I think is uh, after the World Cup. I think is if, if he's still in Mexico, I think I think more than eighty percent probable. And then you know he seems to be a coach that um, you know might be given the opportunity to do a full cycle, and and then after that, and and, and if he's able to take Mexico to where you know further than what what previous coaches have taken him, then I think he can ride a ticket and go anywhere. I think he can be like Vasco and go and make the jump. And because that uh, you know because of where he was born, he would probably wouldn't have to uh, apprentice at, at a club for a few years before he makes the jump to. A more prominent, uh, a more prominent club. But on the other hand, we have this guy, uh, the the CEO of Chivas, uh, JLH Jose Luis Higuera, who could uh, definitely uh, be be uh, you know throw a monkey wrench in that in that whole career trajectory, just because of the fact that uh, as as Hoyt said, he gets a little temperamental when it comes to how he how he handles things. So yeah, and and you know what he has. He has in the past thrown a couple of wrenches. It, they just never done much damage. For example, when they were asking about uh, the transfers for next season, th- this was a while back, and uh, Matias Almeida said, we're not talking about it until the end of the season. And then like a few days later, I get us tweeting, 
which which goalkeeper would you like to see at Chivas? Right. You know? So he would do things like that. Has he still blocked? Has he still blocked you? Oh yes, yes, I'm still blocked. So you don't have a like a like an alias that you can go. You're like, you know, like Chiquis that has his his uh, his, his like his like multiple Twitter personalities. <laughs> no, I, I don't. No, nah, his most interesting stuff's been on interviews. I think he's, you know, he's been prone to to leaking information when when they when they rustle him. Now Chivas is. Uh, Next contest is at home against Puebla. So Joel is 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 that the uh, is that the Gordiwapa that's gonna that's gonna write the ship for for Chivas this week? Well, I don't know, man. I, I, Puebla's been a bit wishy washy. Who knows? This no. could be Chiquis, light and, you know, life and death for the Chiquis for the Puebla coach. For Chiquis Garcia, but he but he had a big he had a, a, a good result against Tijuana. I watched the game. Oh, all right. I was very, I was yeah. They had a, they had a good result for uh, you know they, they tied Tijuana. Who you know as far as coaches, I mean I forget what the, what the gentleman's name is at Tijuana, but I mean he looks Calde. like Calde. Calde. Chacho, He looks he looks like an overgrown four year old boy. I mean I'm well, not gonna lie. But, but see, Puebla did. <laughs> started bad. They started with a five zero defeat. When does Puebla ever start well? And then uh, they had a second defeat to Veracruz. And but do uh, they play? Do they honestly? No, they, they right, do Puebla I'm and Veracruz, the results. Do Puebla and Veracruz tie, play each other every week? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, Chivas, Chivas, Chivas will beat them. Chivas should be able to beat them, but I mean, El El Chaman has spoken. Joel, he says, he says, he says Chivas will beat them. Chivas, Chivas will win. Tijuana is having is going to have a really bad season. I mean, they're already having a bad season, but they're yeah. So that's going to be the nail in. Yeah. And they lost one of their better players. Paul. No, I think Chiquis. I mean, uh, Puebla's not doing that. But I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, for Puebla, if if if, if Chiquis can keep them uh, afloat, which I think they will. I mean, they have two. They, they play two games. They have two lot two losses, two ties. That's not terrible. I mean, better than Tijuana, who has played three games and only has the one draw. But but they have a nine goal. Nine, they have allowed nine goals and only. Yeah, they, they are. Two. They are minus. Uh, they are minus seven. You are. You. You are right there. Uh, Joel Puebla is minus seven. But you know who's who's who is one escalon above above Puebla right now. It, it's Santos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean point point wise? They're no, talking three, relegation. Three. No. Well, relegation is it? But no. But uh, in, in the table, Chivas is at sixteen. Puebla is at seventeen. Because Chivas also has a minus three um, goal goal differential, as does Pachuca. So Chivas has been well. Of course, when you lose four one after drawing, you're going to have a minus three goal differential. But let's let's go ahead and uh, you know a team that uh, that had a Gordiwapa this week and uh, wasn't able to uh, to cash it in was uh, was Santos. Dan, you have to you have to at least start thinking about checking the. The descenso table now. Now, now that Santos has had that slow start. No, no, no. Not yet. We don't need to be taken. No, 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 no. All right. I okay. mean, I know it's a short season, but it's not that short. And um, well, you do have thirty-four games. Whole, so it's, 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 it's not yeah. just this one, but it's the next one. Exactly. So because the porcentaje is is, 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 is a full the, season season. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. No, it's way too soon, and I still think the team is 
too good to to they'll they'll, they'll figure it out. Though I don't know how much better they're going to get, but uh, they'll they'll definitely start picking up some wins. I'm, I'm fairly certain of that. So definitely so not, not not no 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 alarm bells quite yet, but it's just definitely not not the way to start the season. They they only have uh, they only have a couple of points. Uh, actually, they have three points because they have to have three draws. Is then that how they started? Three draws, yeah, two two away and one at home and one. It's the loss at home that 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 makes it look all that all that bad. But they'll they'll, they'll they'll they will they will get it together. Now they're uh, they, they pick are, up three are, on the week on tomorrow. Yeah, because they play Tijuana tomorrow, and Tijuana just hasn't looked good. And then again, they get rid of Paul uh, Paul Arriola, who went, well, I think is a good player. You know, you know, certainly for Liga Mekis, I think I think he has he has a, a tremendous amount of quality. Heading over to uh, DC United, uh, you know, a, a move that uh, was a little surprising to me, but it, it's pretty obvious that uh, that the team is is, is is taking a long time to make the adjustment from Piojo to. Uh, the new guy, uh, Chacho. Caudet. Chacho Caudet. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say we're going to win because that's what I thought last weekend after losing to the mighty, mighty Veracruz. So um, I'm expecting a very a very difficult match. Yeah, probably a tie. tie yeah. And they're playing it on the, on, on the <laughs> rug. Veracruz isn't really a slouch this season. They've been playing, playing okay. They've been holding their own. Let's see. So he says here, dile a Ion y a Jorcito que hablen de mi león. Nomás se la pasan hablando de chivas de mierda. Well, wow. Hijo la chingada, no mames, güey. Jeez, Joel, you shouldn't, shouldn't be saying no. Well, you know, León, uh, you know, another, León is another one of those, uh, I mean, at least for me, uh, I can't speak for all of you, kind of a romantic team just because it's a, a kind of a, you know, a, one of the garden spots in, in Mexico, Guanajuato. Have you ever been to Guanajuato? No, it's I mean yeah. I mean the whole state's amazing. It's really pretty, and and Leon is one of those classic colonial towns. And uh, I firmly believe that uh, you know I know I know they kind of ride the ship a little bit at the Azteca, but uh, I know that the stadium is awful. The the, the no comp, but uh, the fans are terrific and they they they, they draw well. And I, to me, it's it's a perfect World Cup uh, qualifying venue. You know the state. You know it has nothing to do with the stadium. It has everything to do with atmosphere. And fan support, and, and Leon has both in spades. But uh, hopefully, uh, Leon did get a big win. Uh, they uh, they have a coach who I think Joel says gets chance <laughs> after chance after chance. That's what happens when you when you worked as Bielsa's Uber driver. I think he has, you know. <laughs> and you know he he kind of he kind of dresses like a chauffeur too. I mean, there's you know, just put a little hat on him. And uh, you know, I th- I think that that would uh, that would definitely that, well, you that know would definitely work 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 for him. Dude, dude can't seem to catch a break. I mean, pretty bad start. They lost to Atlas three zero. Then they lose to Toluca three one. They tied to Cruz Azul at home. In the last but then minute. they did they did beat Necaxa, but now now they're hosting Monterrey, who are the hot you know they're the hot team right now. Yeah, they'll they'll lose that. Then then they then they go to Puebla, which I think they could get points. Then they host Santos. I think their schedule's not that bad. I mean, if if Torrente will have a chance to bounce back. It it is unfortunate that uh, that Leon did get rid of both 
Gallito and Hulit, because I, I think they, if those guys were still with Leon, I think that the, the team would still be um, playing at a very decent level. Uh, I'm not saying that their replacements are, are not particularly good, but uh, when those guys were playing well, the, the, the team was really playing well, as evidenced by the fact that they won a couple of titles. But uh, they didn't uh, weren't able to get it going, and, and neither Libertadores or the or the or the Concacaf, which frank, frankly shocked me, especially the Concacaf one, that they weren't able to. Uh, weren't able to get that going, but uh, but you're right though. Javier Torrente is uh, is is getting is uh, it seems like he has uh, the, a lot of cheeks have been turned in the in Leon front office, or I should say the Pachuca front office, because let's be honest, uh, the the decisions for Leon are not made at Leon; they're made up uh, a, a little further. A little further southeast. They're so, also a Boselli injury away from. I think that's a player that if, if they lose, the, the team would just. You well, know, you know suffer. that that's that's just like Pumba. Pumas, Pumas. Is, is a completely different. I mean, I mean, I think we were talking about it over the weekend. Nico Castillo is in the short time he's been in Liga MX. He's, in my opinion, you know, he is he is one of the best. One of the top forwards in the league. I mean, it is it is very obvious, and he is uh, he is easily Pumas's most valuable player because when he when he went down injured, uh, Pumas was like in fourth place when he went down injured last year. Came back about five, five six games late, later, and, and by that point, Pumas was like on a on a on a on a, on a, on a terrible losing streak. They ended up in sixteenth place, and uh, you know they're one bad season away from. Uh, from putting themselves in some, in some in some really serious danger, so you're right though. I mean, the Leon is just they're just not as deep as they used to be. Uh, they have they almost have to be playing uh, playing yeah. a little uh, you know a little perfect. You know, to just everything's gonna have to go really really have to go 100. Luck is gonna have to be on their side if if they're gonna make any kind of noise. And if and if you're a Leon fan, you you have to be disappointed with Grupo Pachuca. Absolutely, they just Absolutely. haven't you know. You see all the all the good strand, transfers and and they all head up, you know they all call for Pachuca. Yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine if, imagine if Honda would have gone over to uh, <laughs> would have gone over to uh, Leon instead of Pachuca. And he hasn't played supposedly because he's still adjusting to the climate. What is he adjusting but, to? I don't know. <laughs> I think he just came in to play the club's World Cup. He's going to be gone after that. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's in Japan. I think he he even I, I heard he bought like the TV rights. Honda did. He bought the TV rights to the Club World Cup, or or at least for the Pachuca games. But I mean, yeah, this this so this is a, a business he's a, move. He's a trophy player. Yeah, it, it was a business a, move. Man. A casa trofeos, a merc. Well, they're they're not uh, going to give up any players after losing Chucky. To Leon or whoever else, man. You know, and yeah. uh, but you're right. But uh, you know, I mean, you know, Leon to me, Leon is is a great friend. Now they need they. If there was ever a, a place that that needed a new stadium, it's Leon. Because I mean, they have the fan base. You know, as, as evidenced. I mean, they. I mean, Leon is, is is a traditional, historical team. You know, it's a team that has that, that has been around a long time. They were the first campeonissimo. Yeah, and then they 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 deserve. They deserve the. I mean, if, if they're going to be in the league, and in, in, in their latest incarnation, you know, they, they, they should be treated as such. And it's 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 a team that when it plays well, it's better for the league. So, you know, I mean, honestly, to me, like a teams like Chapa, stuff like that, if they, if if they're having a good run, you know, great. 
but you know the historic team. You know, you know to me, Santos is a team that you know twenty years ago I'd look at you know at like I say Santos and I saw their their ugly uniforms. I go, Santos really is is, is that really? But but they've been so consistent you know, in those twenty years that that that, that, that to me. And the fact that they have that really nice stadium, this that, that, that to me, when Santos is, is is good, then the league is good because because when Santos is good, they're great, and they have a terrific home field advantage. And you know that's what, to me, that that's what makes teams special is that when you when you're watching a team play, and and, and, and I used to love the old uh, uh, was it Estadio Corona, that they'd play like at four o'clock in the afternoon, whatever it was, it was just blazing hot. I mean, they really knew how to take advantage <laughs> of, that, of that home field. It was smart. They took advantage of their home field. They it was pretty awesome. Advantage. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and packed to the gills. I mean, it was just a great, great atmosphere. I remember uh, right before the World Cup in '94. I think Santos, uh, Dan, uh, maybe, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Santos win the, the the title right before the World Cup, the '94 World Cup? Ah, uh, man, my my, my memory is pretty hazy. Okay, sorry. Anyway, so well, I remember why we were watching the final, and uh, I was with uh, and uh, with some with some, I better turn around and make sure that I'm alone. Which I, okay, good. I was with some. I was. I was. I was. It was a year after I graduated from college, and I was with some girls. And uh, it was we, we'd gone to a party, and it was of course you know you wake up at noon or whatever it is, and like hey you know the, you know I know that you guys don't really care about this, but this game's on, and I'm going to watch it. So can we please you know wait until we do stuff? This was you know back when you didn't have it on phones, so you actually had you actually had to watch it on TV. So they go, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. And then I start watching, it, and then you know some things happen. So by the end of it, of course, the two girls are riveted because it was just an incredibly exciting game, and there were just some crazy good plays. I think that that was when uh, I don't remember if Jared was on that team or not, but they had just an incredibly good uh, uh, attack. And uh, so I was like, man, you know, actually, maybe okay, I mean, you know, maybe the Santos Cabrera, and then the fact that they had the, you know, their the logo that looked like the Corona, um, the Corona logo. So it was. Uh, it was it was it was good. I'm, I'm 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 really happy that they've that they've been able to stay just because of the fact that uh, that not only have they stayed but they've they've been consistently one of the better teams in the league. I think as an organization, the they've been one of the better run organizations. Absolutely. So so, I so think the model. Yeah. All we're saying is is that Leon needs needs to have that uh, you know the, the, that 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 kind of respect needs to be afforded to to to, to the club because I mean at the very least the fans. Certainly deserve it. So, uh, and you know, again, you know, Leon is what I'm. I'm a big fan of the of the of the of the of the historical teams coming. You know, it's it's good to see Nakaxa back. We need to get Atlante back uh, for any other reason other than the fact that it would be great to go see a game in Cancun. You know, if there was a, a city that's just dying for a for a really cool stadium, uh, it, it, it's it's Cancun. So we need to get them back in the league. As well, so you know, every every so often we'll do a little Leon talk. Uh, so so thanks to, to to Richard Flores for 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 forcing our hand. Uh, we certainly uh, appreciate that. But Dan, I'm happy for you that, that you're not uh, that you're not panicking just yet. You're not panicking just yet. Todo con medida. And uh, and then Richard chimes in and says, "Pues que suelten más feria para mi Leon chingao." And he's right. He's right. I yeah, mean, they they certainly they have the money to spend. So let's let, let let's pretend that let's not <laughs> pretend that they don't. Especially after all the uh, sponsors they have on their NASCAR uniforms, <laughs> it is impressive. It is impressive. You gotta, you gotta, you had to get your dig in there, huh? <laughs> I actually have one of their uniforms. Uh, Leon. Yeah. Well, chickens, you, you go down to Mexico all the time. Have you been to Leon? I go to Leon all the time. I want to go Querétaro, and we always go to Leon for shoot for uh, you know because of all the leather and stuff. Right. 
it's one of the spots that and San Miguel de Allende. Are That's the- right, because the, the the other team that played in León was Unión de Curtidores, which is loosely translated the the, the leather workers union. Yeah, yeah, they're, the leather workers group. León is the leather capital. Yeah. That's what. And I'm sorry, Daniel. We we interrupted you. Please. What, what kind no, of leather no, no, you're no. playing? I, 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 I'm intrigued. Shirts? I didn't know that that was a. They were known for leather. Leather, leather assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are very famous. <laughs> little very famous set in, uh, okay. in Leon. You still want to show me your cucumber? <laughs> those are those are usually found on your second floor of your sex shoppy. Those are in. Uh, well, see, we, we we don't have we don't have basements here in Texas. I don't know what what it's like in California, but uh, well, I, I try if, to, if you're going to have a dungeon, it's going to have to be on the it's going to have to be as part of the floor plan. Yeah, you just can't have it on the on the on the main level. You know, I always wanted to do a spoof. The, kid, of the kids show. might the kids might ask a yeah. question, you know, and they're like, "Hey, what's that, mom?" You know, and that's why they that's why that stuff needs to be either right. in the basement, right, or on the second floor. I'll ask the. Uh, the ball. I mean, well, Hola says practically married. So, you guys ever watch that show, House Hunters? Uh, is that like a home they, garden? They have like the, yeah, exactly. Like the, they, yeah. they have to pick between the three houses. So, I always thought it would be really funny. So, if you have a House Hunters, so you have like the man, you know, the, the couple, and then like they they they, they carry along there, like uh, like 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 the gimp from from Pulp Fiction into each house. I think that that would just that would just, that would just uh, that'd be that'd be a really funny skit. Oh, this would be a perfect room for you, Gimp. Starts getting really excited, but gets too excited, so they have to whip him. You know, I, I, I just think that'd be really funny. But I digress. All he does is grunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Moving on. I know that obviously, uh, obviously not uh, not the crowd for that. Not the crowd for that. That's what. That's why Lemon's famous for making all these wonderful leather goods. Okay. And when I was a kid, there used to be a team in the league that was called Unión de Curtidores, and their uniform was kind of like Puebla. But I think when I when I remember them, they they would wear a all white uniform and had a brown uh, sash, which I you know later came to interpret as a like a bandolier type 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 thing because they were the you know they were the, the leather workers, the leatherheads, which I thought was kind of cool. So anyway, it's cool how many all the cities in Guanajuato have. Uh... Have their specialty, like Irapuato has fresas and right. Celaya. That's a pretty cool state. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it, it's uh, and then of course, what is it? Upwards of twenty five percent of the world's silver comes from Guanajuato too. So it's uh, they certainly uh, have some cash too. So I do uh, for you folks that have never been down there. I do I do recommend visiting uh, visiting the great state of Guanajuato. Now we do have some uh, some folks in Liga Mekis over the past couple of days who, who have, have not been as polite as as we have been tonight uh, here on the podcast. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Paco Gemes who uh, who gave uh, who gave a salute after after what what, what he thought was was Cruz Azul's best game of the season, and uh, the fans were yelling at him as he was walking off, and he uh, you know politely with his hand. And uh, of course, you know, you know and that that's what the press has has has, has latched onto with him. So even when he thinks they're playing well, it's, it's it's he's unfortunately made it all behind him. But I mean, this is surely just one of those just ridiculous things that's gonna that, that that'll just be over and done with, right? I mean, do we even need, even need to waste any more time on this than what I just said? 
Oh, I think it's I think it's building up. Like little by little, things are happening. He's his frustration is setting in. What kind of frustration? I mean, they're they're playing all right. They're not terrible. They're they're playing okay. He's getting rustled for every little thing that the fans are doing. So it's like he's not the guy for Cruz Azul if if uh, Cruz Azul is the constant like kicking boy of the league. So they need uh, they need a team that's more. Uh... Well, he he either needs to be able to take it or uh, he should have thought of what team he was going to. But uh, he they need somebody with a with a thinner skin, huh? Well, he's got thin thin skin, so I think. And I'm sorry, thicker skin. My fault. My thicker skin. So I think he. Uh, well, people have accused him of even faking because he said he he just flipped off one in, individual because they made like a, a crude remark about his daughter, which I think you know some people say he made that up and he's just. Well, lying. well is that a, is that a flippable offense? Yeah, I would I would I would back him up. But if he's lying about it, he didn't. It didn't look like he was looking at a single individual. It looked like he was just looking down and. So I mean, we've seen worse. Do you think thing. he'd lie about someone insulting his daughter? Though that seems like you don't want to do that, right? You don't want to. Yeah, man, that's, that's bad form. I would hope he wouldn't lie about that. Well, either way, I mean, this is just one of those things that's just going to blow over. So you think that, that it's, this is like the. <clears throat> Like, 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 you know, when you have a hurricane in the Gulf, and they say, "Well, you know, a depression has just left the coast of Africa." Is this? Is this? Has the de- the Cruz Azul depression left the coast of Africa, and it's going to become Hurricane Cementero here in in a few weeks? If he if he continues to not, well, I mean, he says the team is playing well. If you know, I can I can buy that. But if the team continues to maybe not score goals, like it was a zero zero, I mean, he wants to go to a game where there's no goals, and the the fans turn against him even more. He's not going to handle it. He's going to, you know, he's going to either quit or, you know, just get out of there. Are you saying we're going to have to update our? Are we going to have to update our, 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 our lady, our lady Cruz Azul drops if, if that happens? This time it'll be, this time it'll be Lord Jimenez crying in a press conference or something. Yeah. I, I figure this is going to be their. Uh, this has got to be his last season, right, to turn it around. Well, yeah, I mean, he, ha- he, ha- has to get it. he has to get it done. Uh, you know, at the ver- at the very least, he at least has to get him to like the semifinals of the of the Liga for him to stay. I think. I mean, this is good. You know, you know, maybe some of you. you I see, think. I think getting into the playoffs will get, will get it done. I mean, this is you know, for many years uh, when I was growing up, even younger. I mean, it was it was there was America and then Cruz Azul, and that was it. I mean, it was there wasn't a top four; it was a top two. I mean that—that's just—I hate to say it, Joel, but that—that—that's just the reality. The Chivas reality. was nowhere, no, nowhere near, nowhere near as 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 strong as 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 American Cruz Azul for many years. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that yeah. goes without saying, John. Yeah. So for, for you youngsters, I know that uh, that may come as a shock to you, but I mean Cruz Azul—they're like. A big, this is you know, this is a very big team, and uh, they they you have to get results. You have to, it just seems like an awfully long time since they were even competing for for championships because they were always making the playoffs. But well, I mean, you know, three years ago they were that they finished the, the 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 season number one in the at least on the table, and then they lost, you know, of course, as 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 they're wont to do. Uh, they lost in the first round to, to the who ended up being the eventual chance, which was Leon. But you're right. I mean, after that, I mean, they haven't really done much. And uh, the loss to America was the last one, right? No, no, that was uh, they lost to uh, 
Well, and then the finals, yeah, as far as finals go, oh. yeah, it's been four years since they made the final. That's not too long. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I think it is kind of long. It's four years, eight, technically eight seasons. Oh, how long has Chivas not been in a final since this last one? <laughs> it took them 10 years. <laughs> That's a long time. That would be that would be twenty seasons in. in I think in Liga I, I don't years. think four years isn't bad. Like not bad when you consider the if you're just looking at the fact that they got to a final. But when you keep in mind that they haven't been able to make Ligas at all, oh, yeah. that's where I think it looks pretty poor. That is, that is uh, you know for Cruz Azul fans that you know that's why they get so upset when they. Exactly. I mean, it just it's it, it's rough for them because they're they, they're they are used to a, a much higher standard. I, there's a reason why Cruz Azul fans, you know, like there's a lot of guys my age uh, that are in the in the in the in the world of the media, like the Leon Krauses and uh, there was some other I forget who the other guy, but uh, uh, Paco Villa. You know, there's a reason why they're Cruz Azul fans because when we were kids, they dominated. I mean, they 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 were, and, and as a Pumas fan, it hurts today, but they were the dominant team. Oh yeah, I got I got a nephew who loved Cruz Azul, and then all of a sudden he he abandoned ship. It was the Tigres? Wow! So think, oh wow! I think that's happening a lot as well. So he was he was a cambia cemento. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's uh, that is pretty crazy. So what's yeah? So what is going on with Tigres? So they're they're having kind of a slow start too. I mean, they really can't use the the the, the final excuse that much. But I mean, is it, should I mean again, like Santos is, is it, should anyone even worry about about, about Tigres? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get it going. Definitely, you're gonna. It'd be a shock if they didn't make the if they didn't figure it out at some point to get into the league. Now, uh, now uh, Chiki's critic pre- correctly predicted that Tigres would lose to Pachuca last week. Chiki's Tigres this week is playing. Pumas. So I have to ask the chaman, what's going to happen? Yeah, I want to say like I got to ignore my heart, but I, my heart's sort of saying a, a one uh, or a tie, right? But uh, I want to say Tigres is going to have to uh, come back and take this one. How dare you! How dare you, sir? They're at Actually, home. I was going to play that either way because it would it would have worked either way. But uh, no, I mean, I, I, you know, it seems like whenever Tigres is having a rough time and then things aren't going well, here along comes Pumas, and they throttle them like four zero, and then I'll, then then they don't lose the rest of the way. <laughs> so yeah, I think, um, and it, and You're, it's in and it's in Monterrey on top of it. So you guys are the slump busters. For for Tigres, we have been for 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 quite a while. Yes, that's interesting. Never knew that. Yeah, it's uh, it's Even not fun. stuff that we like to talk about. Even for America, which frustrates me even more. Yeah, exactly. Can't yeah. Get nice but Pumas, Pumas, what can you tell us about uh, their latest acquisition? You know, I just saw that today. I was actually, I was, I was uh, building. And, this sounds so. And they beat Tigres to it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, where where did he come from? Joel is 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 he from down south or is he? Celta, Celta de Vigo, oh, Chilean so he... national team player. You know, how, how did how did Pumas? So 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 that to me just shows you the biggest difference between Mexico 
and 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 and, and, and countries that uh, that really want to get to the bottom of, of of what happens when they have a national embarrassment. So, Germany loses uh, in the in the group stage of two Eurocopas in a row, two thousand two thousand four. In between, they made the World Cup final, but you know, certainly not with their with with with, with their best team. And they have Das Reboot, and 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 we see the result of that. Mexico loses seven to one, and instead of uh, doing an autocritica and doing very 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 circumspect, how does Liga MX and the FMF react to <laughs> uh, to, uh, to, to to losing seven to one to Chile? What do they do? They increase the amount of Chileans playing in the in, in now, Liga MX. Well, well, John, do you know for a fact that that it won't improve the national team through osmosis? That is true. You know, Do you I, I know I, that for a fact that it won't. I, 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 Dan, I can honestly say that, that without uh, without without prejudice, that I, that I cannot I cannot honestly say that that it won't improve the national team by osmosis. So I mean, I think if we bring enough of them, at least I think that's the theory that if enough get here, they're just gonna. They're just going to learn how to do it just like them because. So how did what they do? Pumas never lands guys like this. How on earth? I mean, they don't. They just don't have the cash for, for for or at least. I mean, they have the cash, but they 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 they, they hardly ever spend money like this for for, for big money guys. So something. Would uh, you say it was absolutely needed? Uh, you know, I'm not even sure what position he plays. To be honest with you, because like I said, I didn't see the news until the midfielder. Today. Uh well yeah I mean Pumas needs I mean uh, yeah they, they need help there's 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 uh they they definitely need help in spots so I mean if if he can help fantastic there are a couple of guys right now that are playing for Pumas that are just uh, frankly are just cashing checks uh, there's this guy uh, Ravelo is that his name Chiquis is he still there who who is who is who is one hundred percent worthless I mean he I mean he's just not he has done nothing. Uh, of, of of any kind of significance since, since in, in in the two years that he's played for played 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 for Pumas, so he just hasn't, you know. And there are a couple of youngsters, which is honestly to me the what what I as a Pumas fan what I care about is that are you know that that, that might possibly have some potential, but it's, it's just that potential. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if you can get a quality player like that, then he's absolutely worth it. He's and if. Again, to me, Pumas. Uh, you know, the goal uh, for 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 a club for Pumas is to get, you know, more than you know, you know, stay yeah, at least they get a minimum of twenty points. You know, if you make the Liga, fantastic. But if you can do that for a couple of seasons, then you don't have to worry about the uh, about the Liga, the uh, the descenso thing happening to Pumas. But if but if they have another season in the teens, and then they have problems. Look at Atlas. Atlas has major issues, and and on top of the fact that they lost their their, their their captain and and who knows when he's going to come back to play. His uh, assets have been frozen both in the U.S. and in Mexico. He really can't uh, earn a living or, or or do much of anything because he you know he's he's got nothing. So they finally get their guy back, and now he can't play. They just lost another one of their one of one of their key players, the uh, the African player whose name is eluding me at the moment, but uh, he's he's out. With an injury, so they they are in serious serious trouble, and on top of everything else, they are in in in, in, in the thick of 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 the of the of the, of the descenso. And you think that you know, I'm sure that the, the Terra Azteca, when they bought Atlas, 
was not expecting to have these kinds of problems. Coral, you must be loving it. No. No, I think that that rivalry is more if you're in Mexico. Well, particularly in Guadalajara. Yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to, it's not the same sentiment here, you know? Well, see, Atlas to me, and again, I'm, I'm a little older than most, but to me, they're like the lovable losers. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like the Chicago Cubs before the Cubs won the World Series. You know, a team that you just you just know we're gonna, you know, if if by some miracle that actually make it somehow you know deep into any kind of of a possibility to win any kind of trophy, you know, they're gonna break your heart. But you know, ninety percent of the time they were nowhere near even competing for it. Yeah, and go, going back to when they had, you know, aside from the Clásico Tapatio, they were a fun. You know, for me, they were a fun team to watch. Like when they had uh, Marquez and Osorno, Cepeda, they had that, you know, that really right. good crop of players. And and La Volpe was the coach. And that was just, you know, a fun team to watch play. They were. But and in- uh, they had a game against America where there was, I think uh- – I think Chiki, if I'm not mistaken, you uh, you 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 seem to believe that uh, that the Atlas got or America got some 12th man help from 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 the ref. And that I, or or was it? Uh, no, I think you said that 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 Televisa's checks must have come, must have cleared. Is, 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 is was that your comment after seeing that? Uh, we'll just call it iffy penalty call against uh, against Atlas. Yeah, that was one of the games, and there's there's two that I've counted so far for America that. It had some questionable because before it wasn't it wasn't as big of an issue, but it seems like today they uh, they finally found some funds for the uh, referees or this this season. Especially. They were able to uh, loosen up some that they found that they found that cost center that hadn't been tapped into just yet. Yeah, yeah. I see. The refs needs to be celebrating with them pretty soon. And uh, when Club America yesterday played, uh, was it the Universidad Autónoma Estado de México, in that really cool stadium in Toluca, which looked fantastic last night, packed. Yeah, I don't know if y'all got a chance to watch the game. Uh, the uh, Potros went up two zero, and then which is like the worst thing you could do. It was, it, it was almost like it was, it was like it was, it was like, oh, did you, did you guys really need to score that? Because now you're gonna lose. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And America ended up winning the game. Three to two in the Copa Americas, but again, the uh, the atmosphere was was terrific. Uh, you know, a chance for for America fans to to go to Toluca or the fans in Toluca to see them. A, a huge chance for the for the Potros fans to to play America, and then they they gave. I, I I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I am I'm starting to think I'm to like the the the, the Copa Americas matches almost as much as sometimes more. Than, than the matches over the weekend. They, some of those matches are just incredibly entertaining. They are really fun to watch. And the one last night was no exception. They were pretty excited too. America was, weren't they? Like they won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, exactly. I mean, they, you know, they, they, well, I wouldn't go that far, but... Uh, a league or something? But, you know, we saw Sacatepec beat, uh, beat Tigres last week. Uh, it, 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 there was a couple of games last in the last tournament. You know, we, I remember one time I think Chivas was playing Leon in, in, in the in the final, and it had a it just just a great electricity and there was a lot of buzz about it. It's I'm starting to really like having the tournament. I I really wish they would change the format because I think it just 
it's it's almost a little too much. But uh, then again, you know, cracks. You know, why am I complaining about it? If I'm talking about how great the games are, so you know, obviously, uh, you know, the the fan in me is hooked, but the the the, the cynical journalist is still, you know, still still thinks it can be better. Yeah, it wasn't. Let me see. Yeah, Tigres lost to Sacatepec. You know that 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 should that should almost be. I think that should be a Cantina and Mickey's road trip. Go down to Sacatepec, Bustenco and Navaca. Go to uh, see you now the, the fresa and me is going to come out. We can go to uh, Las Mañanitas and have a have a lovely drink by the the swans and the peacocks in the in the in the hacienda hotel there. You guys, and then then we go and we go watch a watch a game over in Sacatepec. It would be it would be a lot of fun. Very nice. It would be uh it would be very nice. But it looks like uh like like Piojo's got America going there. Uh, I know that we don't have our resident Americanista with us this evening. I'm sure he's listening live on the YouTube. Uh Ronnie Luna, we, we do send out a shout out and just uh we'll just give just just a little the wrong button again, just a little bit. That's enough. We don't need to hear them. I don't want to get Joel upset again and have him go through. His convulsions every time he hears Parchi, Parchis. But it looks like we've lost Joel. Hopefully Joel will uh, will join us again. But America is starting to play well. And, you know, you know again, along with Monterrey, I think have to have to be considered, at least right now, the two, uh, you know, the two teams that have, that have, that have played the best and would probably, uh, you know, would, would as always uh, at this point, consider them uh, favorites to win the title. I was going to ask Joel. One thing about uh, uh, Chivas. I don't know if you guys saw this uh, video of uh, of Jair Pereira getting nutmegged by a cantera dude. By a canterano? Yeah, canterano. He wow. got he got nutmegged, and then he went he went after him, and he like kicked the ball towards him, and then he went and like slapped him upside the head for doing that. Like really? you don't mess with the the veterans like that. You don't you don't play games. You got to know your place. How's that a game? He got past him. Yeah, yeah what, what, what's wrong with that? I don't, I don't think that that's well. Like if you're if you're in practice, you don't humiliate your your starting players. You don't play games and try to do toneles and all that stuff. Why not? You know that's what that's what. Okay, this is what I saw on ESPN, and Hurt Gomez was pretty much making the argument that um, there's a certain respect, there's an unwritten rule that you got to respect, like respecting your elders. And things like that. So, and I, I don't agree, but uh, and I tweeted it out actually. But uh, that was the argument that you and you know Pereira felt the same way. He probably got humiliated and embarrassed. And uh, you know, maybe if he was a really like a truly special player that can afford to act like a dick, then I could kind of understand it. But Jade Pereira, come on, man. Yeah, he's I mean, just—he's a jag. Yeah, I'm like you're—you're you're just a regular player, man. It's like, wh- what respect, dude? You just got—you just got punked by a kid, dude. Just take it on the chin and try to get better. And don't let it happen in the first place if you don't want to. Yeah, I think that's stupid. I mean, how else are the younger kids supposed to earn playing time if they have to uh, take their foot off the pedal during practice? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to—I'm gonna have to agree with. Um... 
with Daniel. And I'm sure I think you are too cheeky. So it's not like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I made that argument to Kurt Gomez. I don't know why he, um, he was sort of, I guess he was disagreeing with the rest of the guys on the panel. I but, mean, that's creating yeah, a but you know what, though, mediocrity. But, that, but you know, a lot of times when you see that, uh, Chiki's as you know, I'm not. I'm not saying the whole that that Herc did this, but it could be that uh, he was, you know, hey, just 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 whatever position that they take, just take the the opposite. I mean, hopefully that wasn't the case. You know, hopefully he spoke from his heart. But uh, you know, and again, I've never played soccer professionally, so I, I, I'm not sure exactly what the what the uh, the the unwritten rules are of practice, uh, so to speak. I just I just can't see how that that mentality would ever benefit the team. Or players, because you're basically telling the younger kids and the non-starting eleven to go at half speed. Let them, let them win. They're very they're they're going to start very, guys and like sensitive. Let them win. Yeah, that's, that's whole, and it it all goes back to the Aini. that's mental imagery right there, dude. It's the it's the whole Aimee Venice thing. Like it, it, I'm even reminded of Nadine and his comment about Europe. It's that whole thing where. Uh, I need to get that. That that is the one drop I cannot believe I don't have. I think it's because he just it was it was like you can't really hear it all that well. I mean, you know he said it, but it's it's not, you know, it's 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 not clear as day as a. You stand on my body, see, que carajo tengo que hacer? I mean, you know, that's fantastic. But but the yo estoy Europa y tú no. I I think that there's there's just a little, a little too much, too much noise. Like say say for you can play it every time someone gets a. Someone gets transferred to Europe. That's right. Yeah, like say for example, uh, if Osorio were to um, not be forced, but just on his own uh, volition, not call up for an important game any of the European players and just call up Mexican league players. You know, well, you know, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny you say that, Chickies, uh, because of the reports that I've been reading, he's not going to call up that many European players at all for the for the it, upcoming games. I can sort of understand that, though. That's because, a smart decision. Yeah, they're almost qualified, and they're going to qualify, so I, I can understand Not that. Not only that, though, but the players that are in Europe are are hardly guarantees on their teams. Well, they haven't even... I mean, they've, they've just started the season, so it's not like they've been playing all that much. But Raul's already crying. He wants to leave. Um, well, you knew that. I mean, well, Raul, uh, uh, his days were numbered the minute he said no to that $56 million transfer. Yeah, I mean, obviously that, that that that's toward things for him uh, with the club, but just in general, they're not exactly lighting the world on fire. I mean, Chucky had a good start, obviously. Like you said, it's it's still super early, but yeah. a lot of our Europeans didn't didn't have the greatest of seasons last year, and the number of Europeans has dwindled. Well, it's right. been a wash. And I guess. The, it's been a bit of a wash. And the thing, the thing about well, well yeah, because we have to count, but of course, Hulit and. Uh... And Lalo Herrera, who are just, yeah. just, just tear, you know, just you know, uh, lighting the sky on fire up there in in, uh, in Scotland. But uh, the uh, excuse me the the reality is, uh, you know, as far as the, the yes, Mexico's best players uh, for the most part are playing in Europe. I don't think anybody denies that. It's good for them to play in Europe. Uh, you know, I know that. Uh, that uh, Ron and some folks say that you know maybe it's not a good idea to go to Europe. Uh, I know a lot of us disagree. I I, I think the that the only way that that, that it's a success 
for, for, for Mexican players to be in Europe is when they have, you know, upwards of 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 players in Europe. When they have that many players in Europe, then yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's definitely going to work out for them. But the reality is, is that there's, there's barely that many Mexicans that, that even play uh, locally in Liga Mekis. So if, if, if for, for folks that, uh, that are just so thankful to see Mexican players go to Europe and yes, it's, it, it's great for them to go as well, let's point out many times on this show the the average lifespan or, or or a career of a Mexican player when he goes to Europe is not even three years, but uh, you know. But the the reality is that if 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 one, you know, we we have one out of five guys make it, or you know, but we only send fifteen guys, so only three of those guys are going to make it. So you know, if you, if you look at the averages, whereas you know, countries like Argentina, Uruguay, and Brazil, and you know, cheated to a certain degree. Colombia obviously has done very well with their exports. You know, with, you know they might have the same odds, or maybe their odds might be a little different. Maybe for Argentina, it's like maybe it's like maybe a one and two or one and three. But they also have you know three hundred guys over there. So yeah, they're they're going to have a much bigger pool from which to pull from. So that's why I've always thought that if if Liga MX is going to give Mexican players a chance, there is a great big league just to the north of of, of, of Liga Mekis that is going to be expanding to 28 teams over the next few years. There is no reason why Mexicans cannot be, cannot be to MLS what Argentines are to Liga Mekis. And uh, the, the, the reason being ourselves, John, the main reason we can't be that would be our own selves. Just seeing a lot of the hate that's been going on. Well, maybe for the fans, uh, I mean, but but I mean, as far as the players, though, I mean, you know, are the players going to start seeing the? Are they going to start seeing what what opportunities they might have? But, but even kids here, you know, they grow up with that mentality, or seeing that mentality from their friends or family, of just rejecting this league, you know, because if you're born in the U.S., you know, you're more likely to have a better chance of making playing profession in the team here than in Mexico. But but if you're rejecting that, you know. Well, I think that's going to be a cold hard truth that they're going to have to learn to deal with because the current uh, the current setup of the league isn't exactly friendly to, to new young players. So they're going to either have to make a decision to, like, do you really want to rot in second, third division soccer for the majority of your career or – take a chance and play somewhere else. We're talking League MX, third division? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, where else are these guys going to find playing time? It's not like the, the lower leagues have limits on, on foreigners, so they're going to yeah. be competing with them as well. Well, but yeah, it's, it's not only that, though, but I mean, if, 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 you're, if you're a Chivas player, right, and say you're, you know, fulanito, you know, de tal from wherever, who they, we're going to ship you to Zacatepec. You're like, oh, man, great. I'm going I'm to get some playing time in second division. But then, you know, you have a good game against somebody, and then Portland Timbers go, hey, you know what? I kind of like you. You know, you're young. You, 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 you fit with what we do. You know, I, I, would, li- you know, I, I would like to sign you. I mean, think about what that does for a player, though. Is, is it, okay, you're going to get to play. Now, granted, you're going to get to play, you know, in, in first division. You get to be on TV every week, right? You're going to be noticed a hell of a lot more playing in 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 Portland than you would be playing in in, in Zacatepec because you know you're on TV, and and if you start playing well, then it's not just you know the fans are going to be noticing, and it's going to be you know scouts from other 
for maybe another Liga Mekis team or maybe even a team over in maybe over in Europe. So to me, I I, I wish I could say it was a no brainer, but I, but I do think that 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 Mexican players, young Mexican players particularly, should not turn. I mean, if they send you on loan to go play at uh, you know Petroleros de Salamanca or whatever it is. Or, or if you might have a chance to play Houston Dynamo, you know, may, may, maybe it would be beneficial to you to play over in Houston. Houston Dynamo just signed a guy who was the the, the ten for Argentina's U twenty team. You know, they they are they they will take a chance on young on young talent. MLS, well, I mean, absolutely. I think we have a good example with um, uh, Salcedo. You know, he was having a hard time in the youth teams in Mexico at both Chivas and Tigres, and he ended up going to to Real Salt Lake, where he, he, you know, got a lot of games as a starter in the first team. Right, and then he ended up back at back at Chivas. With, with a release clause, because he was already being scouted. He was already part of the youth setup for Mexico, and he was already being scouted for Europe. So that was one of the, one of the ways that... Nestor managed to bring him in because he said, I'm going to give you a release clause. So if you get a good offer, you're able to go. And he's, you know, he's in, he's in Serie A right now. But, I mean, it didn't hurt his career that he Not went at all. Pro, you know. Okay. I, I think that, in this case, it helped. It. it gave it a boost. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing I wanted to say. It, it's it's the mentality you, you, you have, you know. If, if you come to, to the MLS with, because you, you cashed out, you're just here to, you know, collect your check. Like Rafa. Yeah, you're not. Nothing's going to happen. But if you're professional about it, you could still maintain a good level of play. I mean, we saw with Cuauhtémoc. We've seen it with other players like uh, also um, Claudio Suarez. And, and there, there's been others, you know, uh, Campos. Right, I mean, we're seeing it right now with David Villa. He's leading the league in, in, in scoring. I just think it's silly to, to assume that and just using Giovanni as as the one example of see just being in that league leeches the talent from your from your body which is i mean obviously it's silly but it's even more silly when when you look at at how the the, the summer went i mean that's going to be your scapegoat you know i don't necessarily think uh, uh, Giovanni had a bad uh confession neither do i absolutely not i, I mean i, I think mean, uh, he was Certainly. the only one that showed anything in the Germany game. Was he played out of position though? <laughs> but he was playing out of position. But but when he went and, and did what he does best, he did okay. And he had he had moments. Yeah. I mean, but when you're asking him to defend, I mean, I mean, you're asking a guy who never defends to defend. He, he's not gonna he's not gonna defend. You know, go, going off of uh, Dan's comment that you know the league will leech your talent, or that it just drops. Well, I mean, I remember you look when, at the message boards. You look at Twitter. I mean, yeah. that's well. Well, that's that's what I'm getting at, Dan. Um, I remember when I started, when I first started posting on Big Soccer, it was, it was you know it was one of the first, you know, massive forums out there at the time. And I'm talking about, you know, 2000, 17 years ago. So, I mean, it was the first time I c- I could read comments from the other fans. So I would go into the forums of the of the Colombian, Argentine, Peruvian. Every time uh, one of their players went to League IMX, and it was always negative comments. It was pretty much the same, you know. You could hold a mirror; they were pretty much saying the same thing that their talent was going to drop, they were going to be stuck in Mexico, they weren't going anywhere. 
And and the truth is, the, the talented players always did leave. You know, if you were talented... Well, it's not, it's not that they were talented. The goes, talented players would drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, the saying, cream rises to the top. So we saw Roda, Roda Llega, the Colombian guy, and he ended up in, in EPL, uh, you know, and then you had... Uh, was the two guys that went to Cruz Azul? Um, they were actually in the Argentine national team. Uh, Chilito. Chilito oh, Delgado wow. and Luciano Figueroa. Figueroa, right? And they both ended up in, you know, Luciano mm-hmm. ended up in Serie A and and another guy in uh, the French league. Yeah. Didn't amount to much, but I mean, they still they still went abroad. So it's always been that mentality, like, oh, you go to this league and, and that's it, you're done, you know. I think, I think that perception's it. been shattered, though, because when you start uh, once no. once you started seeing, I think Maradona had a big, big part in that when he started calling up uh, Argentines uh, to the national team. I think he might have been like the first one, at least that I recall. Yeah, he called up Villa, and then he called up uh, Chaco. <laughs> they got called up by Mexico. Three years later, still hasn't been a big yeah. impact. But that might be Argentina, but but Liga Mekis has for years been been uh, you know the, the, there's there's always four or five Chileans that that, that, that will come from Liga Mekis, you know Paraguay, you know Colombia to a certain degree, Ecuador for sure. I mean, there's always been outside of the uh, outside of the big three, and and even Loco Abreu played in Liga Mekis for a while too. So, just, yeah, uh, we're talking little we're talking little things. Man. We're, talking, we're trying to pump up our league and pump up MLS. The majority of the quality, high high quality players are going to be in Europe. If you're going to Liga MX from Argentina, then you couldn't quite make it to Europe. If you're going to that's MLS, that's not true. Though. Mexico, you couldn't quite make it in Europe. And and sure, Giovanni. But played. that's not. But the, well, hang on a second. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I agree and disagree with you. You have to understand that Argentina exports so many players. Yeah, I agree. That that you know, sometimes Liga and Mekis out outbids teams for uh, for for players. They yeah. have the money, and oh, they've been doing it for years, right? So, so, like so, so just because an Argentine goes to Liga and Mekis doesn't mean that he's failed as a oh no special. It just, it just means that they paid more for him. Yeah, but they're not. But yeah, they're, and, and, for them and, and on top of that, on top of that, uh, so, uh, there there are some agents and and promotores that say, you know, you need to go to a. A league that puts a little more, you know, that you have a little bit more pressure than the leagues you have than what you're playing in now. So yeah, they will absolutely go to Liga and make it just to, to get a little more seasoning before they ship them off to Europe. Yeah, my point is though that the high impact player for the southern South American teams are not coming from cool. a high impact player for for a Mexican national team has not been proven to be a player that currently plays in MLS. And unless Vela, well, that's because they haven't had. I mean, they've they've, they've only had. Two guys that were on MLS teams when, when, when they played a World Cup. That was Cuauhtémoc and uh, and Jorge Campos. You guys mentioned so. Cuauhtémoc, Campos, Suarez. All these guys were up in age at the time when they were in MLS. And they they didn't have you know they had right. A, so 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 what, the, what you're saying has, has been completely unproven because they're just you don't have enough of a sam- you don't have enough of a sample to to make that kind of determination because it just hasn't happened yet. And 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 the one guy where it has been a success will absolutely be on the on the World Cup squad next year. That's Carlos Salcedo. Well, he's okay. So the point the, the point is, Chiquis, 
is that, you know, I know that Mexico fans are clamoring for Mexico to be better. The only way Mexico gets better is if more Mexicans play. If more Mexicans play, then they have more opportunity. And then, and, and, and the only way that that's going to happen, and it's not going to happen in Mexico because because they're only going to field nine of them, you know, on 17 teams. What's nine times 17, Chiquis? Come on. Quickly. Come on, Chiquis. I have no idea. Nine times seven. Oh, come on, Chiquis. It's, what is it? 100, 162? Is that right? 162. Multiplication. So 162 <laughs> plus 80. So, so on, on, a given, on any given week, 190 uh, players in Liga Mekis are Mexican. At the minimum, 190. Half of those get called up to the national team. <laughs> so there's 190, okay. There are 65 Argentines that play in Liga Mekis alone. There, there's what, there's what, like, you know, I'm sure there has to be what between, I don't know the number exactly, but there has to be at least between 20 and 30 that play in the EPL, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. There's what, maybe 40 that play in Spain, probably another 40 or 50 that play in, in, in Italy. I'm just saying that nothing has, been, nothing has been proven in the positive. I know Joel mentioned the one, and it's just the one single example of a young guy in Salcedo going to, to Real Salt Lake. But that's just one single example. But that's been the only example. How many failures have you seen? Yeah. We, have, we haven't seen anything. That's what I'm saying. We haven't seen anything. So then why are you trashing it? I'm not, I'm not totally trashing it. I'm just saying until we see something positive, then there's nothing really great about people coming to or coming back from Well, your, let me ask you this, Chiquis. If why, you're a player, right, and you say, well, you're going you're, you're gonna, to you're gonna play in Zacatepec where you may or may not get to play in language in second division for years. But Vela's not going to Zacatepec. Why didn't he come back to Mexico? Dude, Vela, don't even worry about Vela is is Vela is... Why didn't Gio come back? His cake has baked as, as, far, as far as becoming well, a player. You're talking what, about what, players what? that have been active for over 10 years now. Yeah, well, I'm talking That's about a, <laughs> players between 18 and 21... Who have but who have who have talent, right? Yeah, I'm not talking about that though. But that's what we're talking about. Yeah, but you only have one example in South Seattle, and that's it. That's because that's the only example that 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 that, that, that has come f- that, that we've that we've seen. I know. Because I don't think MLS is looking for young Mexican players. They'd rather have dude a, like a MLS, the big name Mexican player, to attract fans. MLS startup league. They're startup. Well, they have do have four expansion with- teams. Coming up in the next few years, four. That is a lot of roster spots. Yeah, but to get people in the season, they're going to want people from Zacatepec. They're going to want Fabian. They're going to want both, dude. They need both. They need both. They need the name, and and they they, and they need the glue guys. And but see, that's my point. That's my point. Is it? You know how, how many how many young players in MLS have become stars? Quite a few. Ooh. And, and and imagine being the Atlanta team, or like, or like you know, players that came out of MLS that have become stars. Is that what yeah. your question was? Yeah. Seriously. Dempsey, Guzan, Bornstein, Donovan. Okay, U.S. players. They're, yeah, they're, U.S. They players. No choice. They have no choice but to come out of there. Most uh, lots of Central America now has their players playing in MLS. Where, I mean, Jamaica beat Mexico with a B team of guys <laughs> that, that that mostly play in MLS. Yeah, and the, the ones that didn't play in their league, which is semi-pro at best. My point is that when you have players from Mexico coming back from Europe, MLS, that's the, who we're talking about. You, well, well, that's, but just you've talk, you talked just, about the whole thing. You've talked about the youth and the older players when they come back from Europe to go to, to choose MLS over Mexico. That's for some type of reason for comfort. 
economy, whatever. And, uh, you know, and secondary or, you know, might be primary is the, to play soccer. So that's, that's but, a, but, but yes, oh. there are players that do that. You're, are you, but do you really think, right. do you really think they'll play in Mexico after they've been playing for as long as they have is really going to make them or keep their level at a higher level? I'm not so sure. I mean, again, if we're going to play using examples of actual scenarios where that's happened, Rafa's probably the only example where his level of play got better when he went back to Mexico. But the only reason that, but that was on Rafa, though. Yeah, because when he went to Leon, he he wasn't his. What was it? His first season at Leon was was pretty bad. And and as far as the evidence goes, as far as them sucking it up as being older players going to the MLS as opposed to going to Mexico. There's a lot of reasons. I mean, and money is not all of it. I, I believe Jonathan was being offered more money to go play at America than, than what Galaxy's offering, than what Galaxy offered. So it's not just money. There's other – and I, to your point, I guess you want it to be first football and everything else. But I think with the kind of experience that these guys, these guys have had with the Mexican media, I, I don't blame them. That's weak. That's weak right there. That And that's part of it. I'm not talking just about that. I'm talking about uh, living conditions. Would you rather live in Mexico City or would you rather live in Los Angeles? Dude, trust me when I tell you that they can live just as good, if not better, in Mexico City than they would in Los Angeles. I know, so but that, the, that really has nothing to do with it. The perception that they have. Gio hasn't lived in Mexico for too long. The perception that they have is LA, bright lights. I'm going to go there instead of Mexico City. Well, actually, he grew up. I mean, he, he grew up. They both grew in up in Mexico. Barcelona. Yeah, that was no, but I mean, he at least you know, he was twelve. He he lived pretty much all his life in Mexico. De Monterrey. My point is a small mental issue of being pampered, of having the nice things in life. Wait, uh, why shouldn't you have them if you work hard for it? I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm so saying you should, that, you should that, lead a Spartan existence. And, <laughs> and how long? And how long is long enough, Beto? I mean, uh, these guys have been in there since they were teens in Europe. At what point is it acceptable for them to make a selfish to make a decision based for them and over yeah. them? Uh, they can yeah. do that. I'm saying they're free to do whatever they want, but I'm just saying that there's a. But certain- how does that? I know, and I'm asking when does it? When does it become not a weak, a mental weakness issue um, to actually go there? Do they have to be literally limping on one leg and 50 <laughs> years old? At that point, it's like, is it okay to try to cash in a little bit extra? They had to retire by then. And and and, and this notion that that. That these players can, um, that the MLS is just sitting there. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you're one injury away from from it all ending. So nothing's guaranteed. I don't know. I don't know why people keep insisting that. You know, that he could have gone years later. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe. Well, these they're professional soccer players. They could retire right now. Like Gio Bella, they could retire right now and be pretty comfortable. No, I don't, I don't know, man. Because if if you're if you have a certain quality of life, it's more expensive. Just by name themselves. They can go to Rafa and have their own cologne and, and do their business and stuff like that. I don't know, man. Look like at Rafa. I had to, had to uh, <laughs> dip into other pockets. Yeah, look, look, we, can't, we can't mention him anymore, dude. shocking <laughs> numbers. The kid liked the wettest week and everything. No, no I mean, we, we see it that way, but it's not always the case because I, especially if you see the older Mexican players, a lot of them aren't, aren't you know, living luxurious lives. Did you not did you guys not see Rudo y Cursi and how that and how those guys ended up? John yeah. Cena? <laughs> yeah, and that well, was you know that, that was well, real life example uh, on. Salvador Cabañas. I mean 
That's yeah. a real life example of it's not. Okay, a, he, work, he works at a bakery. Take this scenario not, for example. Not knocking panaderos, but yeah, no. that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a drop down. As a Chivas fan, you should be Russell about what Carlos Vela could return to Chivas, bring them like a couple more championships, retire, you know, from, from Chivas. Not not Russell Chiquis. We don't have that culture in Mexico, man. A huge legacy. We, we don't, we don't have that love for the team. No like, you, identity you for Chivas. Look, you, you see it in Argentina where it's like Tevez turned down multi-million dollar offers to go to a Boca. I mean, the players are just more connected to the clubs. That's just, you don't see it in Mexico. You had Massa return and you went to America, you know? You had Hugo return and you went to America. So it just, it's just not in our soccer culture, man. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> I would like it if, if Chicharro and, and Bela and some of these other guys retired. Chicharro, Chicharro, I, I, I do think, I do think we'll, we'll one day, we'll, we'll end his career at Chivas. After he plays, he's, like, he's he's, he'll be 35. He'll, exactly, yeah, he'll be in his 30s, but he will end his career. And why is he that? His career. He's a model guy. Because, model because Chicharro is a, is, is, is a pro. Chicharro is, is a model professional. professional. So there you go. He's pro. So why aren't these other guys? They're not pro. Because they're, they're not world-class professionally. You, you, you're exactly right. They are not world-class pros. Like, but you know what? That, that, that doesn't just happen in Mexico. That happens all over the world. That happens all where did where did, did Xavi end his career in Barcelona? No, he's playing in Qatar. You know, I go on Instagram. Well, why are people mad at Xavi for going to play? Yeah, in he Qatar? could he could have stayed, but a lot of teams would have come after him. You know, Qatar gave him a you know a yeah. truckload of cash. He in a shovel. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, you know what, Chiquis? There's an interview with the Los Santos. Uh, and with Jonah and them, and I think you could find it. It was today. I think I posted up today for Nacion ESPN. They had a they, they did a they did a blitz because they were on. They did a they did Univision. They did Televisa. And they talked about why why they came to MLS, and uh, and I only heard like like a bit. I didn't I didn't get to hear it because I was driving home. It was early in the morning, but it was something about. They offered them better projects. So I guess I'm, I'm thinking this is probably extra cancha, you know, type of stuff. Other type of deals, commercial or, or yeah. other type of business ventures. So, I, yeah, you know, you have to understand that when, when they're just looking for, you know. They're looking for their brand. It's pop. Yeah, and, and also for when they retire to have other avenues for money. It's pop culture's fault. It's uh, I, I go on Instagram and I see them in the car dancing, Gio and Jonah, dancing and singing <laughs> and singing to some uh, like hip hop. Sounds hip-hop like you're hating, Chicky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are you are you are playa hating right now. I'm getting disgusted with these dudes, man. <laughs> you are I'm gonna you see know how to you know how to solve that, Chicky's? Stop following it on on Instagram. <laughs> then you don't have to worry about it. What are what are those dudes that that don't have technology just, that, that they ride? They ride a carriage. And then... Oh, the steampunk guys? No, no, no. The other dudes. They, uh, they live like... Oh, there's, there's more dudes? But the bearded I'm... guys? I am... Yeah. The bearded guys with the black caps and... I, need uh... to... I thought that was steampunk. Oh, I need to catch up on my turn. No, no, no. Not religion. steampunk. They're the religious dudes. Man. They... Oh, the Mormons. The Amish. The Amish. Amish. Am... Yeah, Amish. Oh. That's what Cheekies is sounding like. Like, why are they riding a car? And... You better watch out out there, the English. 
They're not growing their beards. They don't, they don't yeah, <laughs> unless unless it's difficult, then 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 it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not, not worthy. Working. Yeah, they're 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 singing they their language. They're singing their language like that one. Like they, you know, English isn't their language. They're like all trying to sing in English. Do you have a good toilet paper? Come on, Chiquis. You know, uh, you know, Chiquis. I know, I know that you that you have this this very strong moral code when it comes to when it comes to your athletes, but 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 the, but the ones that we're talking about, as, as far as having an opportunities in MLS, are are, are are the glue guys. I mean, the uh, there are there are plenty of roster spots available, and 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 and, for, and, and if, if 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 fans want to see Mexico compete at the level where the, where they think Mexico deserves to compete. The only way that's going to happen is, is, is if there are more Mexicans playing. And, and, and to me, there's no, there's no reason at all why, you know, given the opportunity, why, why a, a young Mexican player, if he, if he's, if he doesn't have an opportunity in, in, in his league to, t- to take that chance and play in MLS. And again, there's going to be so many more teams that are coming in. That it's gonna. It, to me, it's it, it's just a, a a great opportunity for the player. And if he wants to get noticed in Liga MX, he will. If he's having a, believe me, if there's if there's a young Mexican player that's having a good good season in Liga MX or in MLS, he will get noticed. And if there's two or three or four or five, then it, it would be, it, it would be good. It would absolutely. It would obviously be good for the player, but it would it would be good for for Mexican soccer. In general, and how badass would it be to have your have your local MLS team, uh, you know, have four or five Mexicans, you know, that are that are that are the heart and soul of your team? How how cool would that be for a fan? Pretty, pretty. Well, for the Mexico fan, it would definitely make it easier to what, what watch is the Ho- league. What is Joel going to do when Chicharo and Carlos Vela and you know some? You know, some of the, the two or three, and then they're playing. You know, the the, the inaugural MLS league. He's, he's licking his chops. He's gonna, he's gonna he's thinking he's gonna and be the one guy that develops and they're that in cool the final with them. And they're hey. in the final, and they're playing Chivas, and said, "You know what? We can't play this oh. at the new well they call it Coliseum. There's <laughs> such a huge demand. We're gonna play this bad boy in the Rose Bowl because we know we're gonna sell out ninety something thousand people, ninety something thousand seats, or at the Cali because Coliseum could could host. Yeah, no, you you would have to have it at the Cali. Well, that's true because it's because it's, it's an LA it's, team. They, they share a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. it would be in their backyard. Uh, right. No, I'm, I'm Chivas. I'm Chivas, but I mean, just to have that type of game, that's pretty epic, you know. Wouldn't that be great? We don't get to enjoy that stuff, and and we we don't see it. You know, we're content with. Just watching it on TV and, and seeing Champions League, but and, and that's I go back to the whole culture of it. We don't we don't value what we have. You know, I, I, I firmly believe a- that 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 if, if they had that kind of competition between the two leagues, like a, a big one off like that, that that in in ten years time it would be at, at least it, it would not I would say worldwide would be as big as, but as far as like ratings and stuff, I think would be very competitive with with with, with Champions League games. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would rather watch that, you know. I, I I like watching Mexican players and and to be able to see them, you know, just on the street from where I live, you know. And even that's from, perfect from, for like, me. Even from like a bragging rights perspective, if you're going to be that like um, hardcore Mexico fan who who like kind of just wants to see Mexico top anything U.S. at, at any given moment, then. You figured that'd be another way to kind of like mock your your, your rivals. Is like, look, man, your team's good, but because it's filled with Mexicans, like that that that's 
the kind of banter <laughs> that you can build yeah, on. But, but the other side of that of that sword, uh, Dan, is your national team's good because those guys play in MLS. So, sort of, and, and sort of like how we get from the Argentines, right? As long as, but as long as they're winning, though, I think it, it kind of right. At that point, you're like, who cares, dude? Yeah, exactly. And then you have the the naturalizados that will end up in in their national team. I mean, I I look at a team like FC Dallas. FC Dallas has a really good, a a terrific youth system, and a handful of the players that that have come out of that youth system have been have been Mexican American players, you know, from Dallas, and. um, and then they've had some other guys as well, but but not that many MLS teams have the setup that FC Dallas has. So there, 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 there's 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 going to be opportunities. And again, you know, as a fan, as as Joel said, you know who you know if 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 MLS is is, is really serious about 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 growing their their, their fan base here, to to me, it, it, it's almost a no brainer. I mean, yes, it's nice to get the Chiquitos and the Carlos Velas and the Giovannis and the Jonas, and that's you know you know the, you know that will. You know, I, 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 I'm a, I do believe that uh, that Carlos Vela was LAFC's second choice. I don't think there's any question in that. Uh, but uh, you know, th- there's going to be some opportunity. And as a fan, and I ask question, you know, how, how cool would it be to go see my my MLS team that is, you know, that has, you know, two or three or four or, or you know whatever number it is of, of guys that, you know, that, that that went through you know Cruz Azul system or whatever it is. You know, do what and 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 are doing well. I mean, I mean, the, those guys would absolutely have an opportunity to to you know you know if they want to go back to Mexico or if they want to go if they want to go elsewhere if they want to stay here. I mean, you know, they, they could certainly make that DP money too if they if they start playing well. So, I'm sure this is probably pissing off like every one of our listeners because well they, they they need to they need to to. Open their eyes a little bit as far um, as because, uh, quite frankly, I mean, I've been really surprised by just the one-sidedness of the reaction of, especially Jonathan going. I think they kind of like, and I think Velas too. I think those Dan, two are kind of really hurt the the, the fan Dan, base. Dan, you know what? That it pisses them off. It says one thing about what how they see Mexico. Well, I think it's and, it's all a sense of them. It, it comes down to insecurity. No, I know, but but I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. And they might not want to admit it, but they don't see the Mexican league or Mexican talent being able to produce more players of that quality. So the the very few that come out, they want them to be in Europe. But my belief is that we can. We can produce way more of that quality. We're just not doing it because there's not that many opportunities. Exactly. They need more opportunity. And they're so not they going to get it in Liga Mekis. There will be more Bellas. There will be more Chicharos. I do feel that. I mean, we've been seeing it. All of us have been watching soccer. We've, you know, we we've seen all these players that come out and and how many have been just as good, if not better. They keep coming out. Well, I can come out. I can come and think about three players that are probably. I mean, maybe not not, not as much as uh, Giovanni because I think what he did to the for the national team is can't be forgotten. But he he had some really awesome moments. But uh, I mean. Tecatito, are you going to tell me he's any less than those two players, by and large? I mean, I, I know when those two guys first came up on the scene under that uh, under that for that U17, they 
I think part of us is already kind of scared that we're never going to see anything. Uh, these players, I think that's why there's so much pressure on these guys. Because like, man, these guys were in Barca's. Uh, they they were with Barca. They were with Arsenal. The the hopes were just way 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 too high for the for these players and this generation in general. But I, I think there's always going to be players that are come up. I mean, we, Tecatito, Raúl, all these guys weren't expected. Uh, weren't didn't didn't come with a whole lot of fanfare until they they actually blew up. Who do you think was more uh, upset with 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 Tecatito not playing the Confed Cup, Tecatito or, or Porto? I would say Porto, because I think their thing is to sell them. Absolutely. If you could see Tecatito do a number to Germany. Where where would he be playing right now, uh, Joel, if he he would have? Probably La Liga, you know, most likely some mid-table La Liga team. Oh, I think he would have gotten a little higher than that. Now Valencia or where? I I think he'd be in Barcelona right now. You think he might? Absolutely. They're in crisis mode, dude. Yeah, man. It wouldn't shock me if it, if they made the move for him now. Seriously. So I, just, I think they're saving all their shekels for because Messi has not, you know, has not signed with them. So he's not going to sign with them. They're not going to resign him. He's going to leave, man. Yeah, he's. They're going to sell him for one hundred and fifty-five million or whatever it is to Chelsea. You watch. What? Wait, why not? Or, or, to, or Man uh, City. Man City, because that's where his people or, are. Or or or. Or Pumas. <laughs> no, it would be it would be either Chelsea or Man City. He's he he will he will go to the EPL. Or or, or Paris Saint Germain. They're the only one. They're the only ones that have the wall. That can spend stupid money. That Qatar oil money, man. Is Qatar owns PSG. That's that's where all that money's coming from. Yep, they, I mean they're trying to buy a Champions League. <laughs> I'm know, serious. They're gonna own everything. We're gonna have to, or at least European. They're gonna own European football soon. Qatar. Yeah, I mean, well, they're gonna have a you know a big say on what happens. Well, that's it's not just them. That there's a lot of American money there. There's a lot of Russian money there. There's, you know, it's 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 it's, it's if you're, you know, a guy that has that kind of money, would you want to buy a team that has national appeal somewhere or worldwide appeal, or or can make a team have worldwide appeal? It's a it, it's a it's a good bet. So, clubs World Cup in Qatar soon. Club World Cup in Cancun. It needs to happen. Who, 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 who do we need to who, who do we need to call Joel to make that happen? But Qatar in what December? That doesn't sound too bad. That's when they're going to have the World Cup is in December, which I well, think is kind of cool. Well, the, mm, I don't know what. How are they going to? Have they figured out what they're going to do with the leagues? What I tell you, what they're going to do? They're going to do what Mexico does. They're going to have an apertura and a clausura. Well, not just Mexico, but South America and have an apertura and a clausura. They're going to have two leagues. That's what's going to happen. Seems, it just seems like logistically, it's it's going to be weird uh, what they're what they're going to do with all the calendars, especially like in Europe and all that. Well, they don't have that many problems. I mean, they can they can you know just you know start it whenever, maybe even start it earlier, like in mid July, and say you know your midway point or whatever it is, you know, can't happen after November twentieth or whatever it is. No, you know, and then you get the three weeks off, 
and you and and and, and I'll tell you what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a huge success. As far as the the calendar, I, I think I think I think the, the European clubs going. Hey, you know what? This isn't so bad. I just uh, uninspiring location. I have to say. Well, it is. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I I do think it. You know, that it is the World Cup, and the World Cup should be played around the world. Uh, but I do think that there were countries in that in that region that I think that were you know historically and traditionally a little bit more deserving than uh, than 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 Qatar. I mean, uh, if it's going to be played in that part of the world, I mean, I think Saudi Arabia would have been a good choice because you know because of the Conf- the Confederations Cup was 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 born there and they've had limited success in the World Cup. You know, they've made World Cups at least. I mean, they actually went to the second one of the first Asian teams to ever make it to the if, actually. I think they were the first Asian team to ever make it to the set to the to the knockouts, if I'm not mistaken. Saudi Arabia was in 1994, whom I saw I'm, at the Cotton Bowl in, in, I'm in just a, Sweden. I'm just opposed to to having the World Cup at a, in a dry location. Not that I'm going to be there, but well, you don't have to worry about any 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 rainouts. I mean, when Mexico <laughs> played Cameroon uh, in in Brazil, were you not a little panicked that it was pouring rain? I'm panicked uh, watching that team play. Um, doesn't matter. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but did, 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 didn't it add to your anxiety? No, no, geez, man, it's it's just pouring. I mean, it was pouring. It poured rain that whole game. It just did not stop. So there is crazy. that, I guess. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was definitely. They should, uh, uh, it's too bad that it's not being held in the summer because they could easily train in Torreon for like uh, three weeks, man, and just go in there and just just uh, like just sprint the entire uh, world. Light it up. Oh, yeah. I do remember uh, because of the heat, I think South Korea played Germany here in, uh, in Texas. They were at the Cotton Bowl. And Germany, the first half, goes up 3-0, as you would have expected them to. But they just withered and died in the second half, and the Koreans came back and scored two goals and should, probably should have won the game. Because the Germans just had, they had nothing left in the tank. I mean, it was, I mean, the game started like at three o'clock or four o'clock. I mean, it was, it was criminal to play when they were playing at the Cotton Bowl. There's no, it was, it was rough. And uh, the South Koreans, man, they were in shape and they ran the whole game and they just had the, the Germans on the ropes. And You know, that you bring up a good point, though. If it was being held in the summer where the, the temperatures were going to be more extreme, that does put the European teams at a, at a disadvantage. At a huge disadvantage. That, because they're just not used to it. Which is why that 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 water break in the in the Holland game was such a, you know, just really sucked for Mexico. Well, I'm a Santos fan, so I'm I'm adamantly opposed to that freaking water break because it, <laughs> it it only hurts my team. Right. I have, like I, I, I actually had I've been watching those uh the, the 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 Twitter videos, man. Watching them doing like running uh the sprinting and and the preseason stuff all on sand dunes, you know. In the middle of the desert. I mean that that's what they're training for, but then like you put them in the in the competition and it's like, I know, you gotta prevent people from dropping dead. I get it. I get it. But still it, it does actually remove a huge um home field advantage. It does. I mean imagine like if they were like sucking air like in in like in Bolivia, and they're just like, all right, guys, well, just five minute break, and l- l- let's hook everybody up with some oxygen. Right. No, that that um, that, that that is a very good point. Masks. To... 
I mean, that's why they always uh, had the I think, the little bolsitas of water that they could. Uh... And then you have something on the flip side where you get the U.S. that that uh, they 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 stick a they play they play Costa Rica like on an igloo, and that's okay. Oh, right when it was snowing. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you. I have some grievances. I'll admit when it comes to the, the, this kind of yeah. thing, because I do think that if it's going to be a home field advantage, then let it be a home field advantage. If 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 the players are sucking air, then all right. Well, then suck some air, dude. And before you keep running again, I mean, I, I, at least I, I don't I don't recall there being that many issues with with heat stroke, but maybe I'm wrong. I think they're just uh, just taking more more precautions now to be on the safe side, which I guess I could appreciate on some level. But well, I'll tell you here in here, I've, mm. I've produced the last two uh, week Dynamo home game broadcasts, and I mean, as as a producer, I have to work around that because there's going to be a longer delay. But you know, for a player, I got. I mean, it's like it's like it's like over a hundred degrees. I mean, I, 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 the, the the weird thing is, though, is that to do it at the thirty fifth minute. I mean, I'm thinking, man, at that point, why bother? You know, if, if you're going to do it, do it between the twentieth and twenty fifth minute, and just and you don't have to be there for three minutes. Just do it for a minute. You know, everyone, go drink some water. Okay, we're done. Right, we're, you know, just and just go back. I mean, it didn't have to be a three minute break. That's the part that I don't get. I mean, I, I'm okay with the water break, but don't make it like a four or five minute spectacle. Just make it, you know, one minute. Drink some water and you're done. All right, back we're, at it. We're weak nowadays. I think the saying was uh, that millennial, millennial grown-up men can't even lift up their luggage to put in the overhead compartment. <laughs> stop reading. <laughs> stop reading. Reading what? Trash. Certain <laughs> kinds of twi- Twitter feeds. Stop. Oh, <laughs> it's just. I'm trash. not. I'm not going to out you. I'm going to be nice, Beth. Though. I'm not going to say who, yeah. who you're. Quoting. I would. I would love for that person to say that to my nephew. Who's a marine? Well, there's there are exceptions, but uh, but in general, like what? Daniel's in general, that's a, it's a false statement. Well, you admitted it. I, 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 I don't remember before that, like we we would play during the day. Pumas, Santos would play during the day. We no, I know, but I'm saying that that statement is way. Santos hyperbolic. has had water I'm in the war- like the first I'm in terrible shape, in a water half break. falling apart, and I could still would manage to. Santos has had up. water breaks longer than anybody. They were the first place that I ever saw it was Santos. I think they are the first ones to do yeah. it. Okay, we can go back to the truth of when I was a kid. I would I would go to school. I would walk to go to school uphill both ways. That's you know that's a saying that's been happening for a long time, and it's probably true. So I don't think it's got anything to do with millennials. It's got to do with lawsuits and, and people dying. Where it's like, all right, we just I know that everybody likes this certain way, but we just can't risk people dying anymore, and we're going to try to reduce the risk of that. That's that's all this is. I mean, it's it's got nothing to do with players being less tough. I mean, I, I didn't know people died previous though. I thought you said you didn't have you didn't know. If I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know of anything. But that's clearly what the issue is because you. Yeah, sometimes there have been it's a lot of better to be preventative than reactive. In in American football, there was a lot of uh, there was a number of, around the time that I, that this came about. It was just a lot of kids were there was reports or, or players, professionals just dropping dead all of a sudden. Not just in soccer specifically but in, in in other sports and i think the decision was made that that the 
above all else, they need to make sure that the players are are protected. So we should um, we should have the breaks then. Well, no, they're, they're gonna. It's not well, about have the break. They're gonna have the breaks. Just don't make them three minutes long. Make them you know. A minute, I guess I'm just. Uh, I'm not saying I'm in favor or against them, but I'm, my point is, I guess countering your argument as far as saying these players are soft is not they're soft. I mean, what are they supposed to do? Is like re, like refuse the break? No, keep going. I don't need you a know, break. People, people just, ask, like, you know, why don't they have the break at Pumas? You know, they play in the middle of the day. But I mean, it's this time of year in Mexico. I mean, if it's if it's seventy degrees. At, at noon in Mexico City, I would be shocked. I mean, it is it is very cool this time of year in Mexico. So it, it's never a problem in Mexico City. One time, years ago, about about five six years ago, they 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 did them for every game, like in the first round of the Liga. Y'all remember that in Liga Mekis? I don't remember that one. They 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 did it. Remember they did it at Cusasur. They did it at other places. They're like, well, it was you know, it was it was it was they were they were basically. Selling ad time is what they were doing. They wanted to run some commercial. Well, my my last comment on this would be the uh, uh, nowadays we have a lot of technology, we have air conditioning, we have a lot of comforts that um, that have been developed and improved, whereas before they didn't. And maybe before, without all these comforts and pamperedness, um, a lot of people were a little bit more tougher than they are now. Just an observation. <laughs> you know, I will say, my I'm pretty sure the spoken like, like every experience is that our experiences playing 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 sports. I'm pretty sure is going to be much different than the kids that are growing up nowadays. Because I, I I distinctly remember even in youth sports being denied water. Nope. It's like you haven't worked hard enough to earn water yet. You need to run harder, and they would just make you do more sprints to earn that water. Like now I think that'd be like unheard of. That'd be considered probably abuse. It's a uh, different times, Beto. Yeah. You'd have Sandra Bullock come out on the field and tell the coach off and stuff. She used to do that uh, when I was playing uh, in high school all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, gentlemen, we do have just a little, little time left, so we should probably uh, wrap it up with some, with some bad news. Uh, uh, Marco Fabian, who, had a terrific season uh, last uh, last year in the Bundesliga and had a really good Confed Cup and, frankly, should have started the game against Germany uh, instead of Giovanni. Uh, not that Giovanni played badly, but, uh, you know, he was a position that, he, that he'd been playing all season and obviously uh, knew the players and and uh, was comfortable playing against them and, and as, as evidenced by when he finally did come in, uh, you know, being easily Mexico's best player on the pitch. Well, he had some back surgery, and I've read conflicting reports, and so maybe you guys can clarify. But I've read that he's out for the year, or is he just out to the end of end of this calendar year? This calendar year. Okay, so he's so That's he's. What I heard. So he's pretty much he's pretty so much toast. January toast, he toast, should be January. back. All right, so he's yeah, toast. He's gonna miss half the season. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, yeah, bad news. Crazy. He was he was he was really starting to uh, uh, you know the, the the coaches and players and fans just love him there in in in, in Frankfurt. Just a really unfortunate uh, a turn of events for him. So hopefully he will uh, he'll he'll be able to uh, to turn that around. Of course, and this this week was also the the five year anniversary of the of of Mexico's gold gold medal win against uh, against Brazil in London, uh, where they won two one, where 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 Marquito was the 
was one of Mexico's best players in that, and not just in that tournament, but in the lead up to it, where he had a terrific at the loan tournament, et cetera. So uh, hopefully, Amarquito will be. Uh, I remember that game uh, fondly. As I woke up, I set my alarm right at 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 the start of the game. So when I turn on the TV, Mexico's already up one zero, and uh, I just kept like rubbing my eyes and like disbelief. I'm like, what the hell? What, what's going on here? <laughs> I, I, I was, winning already. Yeah, it was an early game, and I would I went downstairs. I think I'd, kind of like you did. I just I went downstairs with just a few minutes before the the game started, and then they scored the goal. And uh, you know, usually in, in a game like that, when Mexico scores, I tend to celebrate very loudly and and demonstratively and passionately. I'm basically I basically running around, running around the house like uh, like Ruprecht saying Oklahoma, 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 and uh, and dirty rotten scoundrels. But I didn't say anything. I took it very calmly. And my wife comes down, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes later, and she sees the score. She goes, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you celebrate. I didn't know that, that they were winning 1-0 because she's so used to me acting like, like an idiot when that happens. So, Have you guys ever been caught yeah. uh, looking like an idiot celebrating Go a goal? Have you guys ever been caught looking like an idiot celebrating a, a big goal? Yeah, my wife laughs at me every time. And then, she, and then it's like, shh, because... Sh- 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 you don't want to wake up a baby, right? <laughs> so that's uh, that's how I watch yeah. games nowadays. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, when you're t- when you're especially with Mexico. I, I don't think I, I don't think I, I, I root harder or celebrate harder than watching a Mexico goal, Joel, especially have, against top competition. Joel, have you ever had a? Uh, oh, I didn't realize that I that I wasn't alone. Moment celebrating a goal. We may have lost Hoel. Hello? No, I, I had my microphone off. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I was talking for a while, wondering why no one replied. Um, no, no, not, not that I could recall. Yeah, are, are, you, are you still a celebrator? Do you just like nod your head and maybe maybe rub your whiskers a little yeah, bit? I'm pretty well. stoic when it comes to celebrating. Yeah. Just like lift really, not even, not even, not even the big, uh, not even the, the the big Chivas goals in the final. You didn't, you didn't. No, you know what? I celebrated more the the previous campeonato against Toluca. Just just because it had been yeah. Toluca, who had been like, you know, they would always beat Chivas. So, you know, so, it, it seemed right. like a more daunting task. When uh, when Chivas won the last one, you didn't go over to your Americanista's buddy's house and just. <laughs> Just I should have just face. taken out the speaker, yeah. Taking out a speaker, put it in my balcony. Uh, but go. no. Chikis, no. have you have you had a have you had a, an embarrassing goal celebration moment? Uh no, I don't think so. I'm pretty reserved, but uh yeah, I don't I don't recall acting a fool. The only time I did was uh when I was by myself, I think. Well, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. When you think you're by yourself, but you, you know somebody, somebody catches you in in mid, you know, whatever. Like, don't oh, see well. me like this. Yeah, I guess I do stuff, but I don't care. My daughters make fun of me when I do stuff. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, so uh, what, what? You what, busted what, up. You busted up your Achilles, right? Celebrating. I, I have done that. I uh, that was when uh, Rafa scored against uh, against uh, Argentina and in Dresden. I started jumping up and down to where it like it, it hurt for like two or three years after that. It was a little sore, 
I'm not going to lie. So that, that was pretty embarrassing. But to me, the, the mo- my most embarrassing one was, I think it was the, uh, it was Mexico, Ireland. And it wasn't necessarily a goal. It was when uh, Mexico was up 2-0 and Saguino had a golden opportunity to make it 3-0. And, and, and he just missed the net. I was, I was practically an open. I mean, he, he, he missed the, he missed the chance. And I just let loose with uh, like the longest, loudest, you know, basically. Uh, but those were included, but there were a bunch of other words. And I had no idea that a couple of my roommates were at the dining room table. They were just watching me. And I, was, I, was, I was completely oblivious to the fact that they were even there. And uh, yeah, and, and, then, and, then, and then I asked them, how long have you guys been there? I said, we've been here long enough to see what you've been, because that was right after uh, Luis Garcia had scored. And of course, I just went bananas doing that too. So I had a, like a double whammy where they, they saw me act a fool, both, both positive and negative. So that was pretty embarrassing, but you know what? I didn't care. I was having a good time. You know what, John? I, I come to think of it, I did have a rather embarrassing moment last year when I went to see Santos play Galaxy mm-hmm. at the StubHub. Uh, my angle was off where I was sitting, and I, I celebrated with a lot of vigor a non-goal. Mm-hmm. Oof! Oof! Here we go! A lot of vigor. Here we go! Here we go. I did get a, Here we go. Sorry. As you were saying. I did get a bit of a razzing uh for that one. From your fellows from your fellow your fellow Angeles, your fellow Santistas. Did you have an excuse though? Yeah, you have an uh an impairment excuse. No, no, no impairment. I just was sitting at an at an angle. Um You saw the net shake, right? The net shook, yeah. Just no, the ball was on the other side. I was saying if you were drunk you could say, Hey, I was I'm not fully here. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't. Okay, I, mean, I had a beer, but no, I wasn't. I definitely wasn't drunk. Yeah, I think we have a listener uh, whose uh, soundbite is this. Hacer mi casa porque tengo casa de cartón. I think Ron is listening. He's on the chat. Oh, yeah. Well, it was unfortunate for Ron. We, we, you know, I know that he probably thinks that we didn't even touch. America, but we were we were we were very very uh, flowery in our praise of America. Even I think Joel even said that they were they, they should be considered co favorites at this point. So that guy just bothers me. That he, he Ron, no, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't speak badly about people that aren't here. He's he's listening though. No, that's so, the studio yeah. guy, man. He looks like oh. an actor that that uh, that's on like a, on those comedy. Movies. How do we know that that's not wrong? We, the, the reality is that we don't. <laughs> Who? Cecilio. Cecilio. <laughs> yeah. It could be. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That hair just, it just irks me. Or maybe it's because he scored the goal against Pumas or whatever. I don't have to pull up a picture of him. So his face bothers you? Well, no, he, he reminds me of an actor. Like, I don't know if it's an Adam Sandler movie, but it's one of those he movies like John, where... He looks like John Leguizamo is what it looks like. Oh, he looked, it's this other guy that has the hair like really puffy like that, and then usually he's got a like a hairy chest type of. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, it's John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is like a little Latino galan type of guy, right? That's it's, what he looks like. It looks like a goofy, like his little afro he's got going on. Well, he but when when John grows it out, that's what it looks like. Oh yeah. One day I want to figure out what actor I'm talking he about. He is a really good player, by the way. I mean that that was a 
and he seems to have the whole Americanismo thing down. That that was a good pickup for them for sure. Yeah, yeah, finally one instant. Yeah, the the the, 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 the he he is uh, he's 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 on the Ryan right track. Sandberg. Is that his name? Let me check. Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg was a second baseman for the Cubs. I'm sorry, not Ryan Sandberg. Um, I think his last name is Sandberg. The guy Andy with the big Sandberg. nose, the trainer, the trainer Andy. in the in the movie that you were just yeah, playing. Yeah, Andy Sandberg. Andy, okay. The Lonely Island guy. The Dick in the Box guy. That guy. Yes, Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's who you're talking about, Cheekies. Sandberg. Okay, Sandberg. With an M. Oh man, that's not him. Okay, because he's got the puffy hair. It's like this dude. This... No, well, Cecilio's definitely. Uh, he he definitely has it going on for for Club America. One of the reasons why this should certainly be to the detriment of all of us favorites in the in the league. Boys, do we uh, do we have anything else, or should should we go ahead and uh, and wrap it up? If that's it. That's it. No mas. Yeah, like Osvaldo would say, no mas. That's <laughs> that's right. Uno cero, it, nos, uh, uno cero, nos vamos. We called it uh, Roberto Duran. No mas. No mas. Manos de piedra. He uh, he was guy. Panamanian. Yeah. That's who Mexico plays next. I'm not so sure that uh, that that's uh, that that's going to be a win for for Osorio. You know, maybe that's what we should wrap it up with because because uh, that is coming up. So again, I mean, we, we're we're at the stage where you know, what's it? Uh, what does he have to do to keep his job? Because I mean, to me, this is this is another audition. So does he does he have to does he have to win both games? Does he have to win Panama and then tie Costa, or does he or just does he just have to qualify for the World Cup no matter how it happens? I think he's going to qualify even if he doesn't score, even if they don't get any points. I mean, they're 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 in. I I, I don't see the point. That's why I think uh, it's it just makes more sense to to play. Well, scrubs. I know that I know that they might be in or fringe players, you know, mathematically. But remember, in Mexico, style points, especially now and especially against who they're playing against, count. So but I think that's a smart move by by Osorio that if he doesn't call up the Europeans. You know, it's too bad Chivas is playing so badly because if, if, if they were actually playing well and having a good go of it, I'd say um, that's going to be my base or, or you know, you know, four, you know, four guys from them. It it would still be a good idea. Even if they're not playing the greatest, they're, they're still going to have that familiarity. Right. Um, I, I don't think it would be a terrible idea to, to use the base of any, of any team, really, that, that could fill up the spots. Right, but that that's the problem with Mexico is that uh, you know they, they don't really have a base like that, and you know their other players are European, and as as y'all pointed out earlier in the show, they haven't really had the best of seasons, and they're just getting going. So I just don't see that this qualifier is being crucial. It's only because of, it's only because of the terrible summer. Had it been a, a a decent summer, these games would be glorified friendlies, which I think they kind of still are. Um, yeah, it, there's there's just not a whole lot uh, left in it for Mexico. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna qualify. Um, might as well just try out some players that that 
a couple more players that you think might, might be able to uh, fill up the roster? I don't think he's he he has that um, with Osorio. We've been a bit negative. I said I don't think he has that. Um, what I lost for words here. Luxury. Yes, yes, exactly. He has that luxury to do that. Uh, I think he's he's on a thin line, and they're just waiting for any excuse to boot him. You know, the media's just the daggers are out. They've been they already been jiving at him. You know, and and he could win, but if the team looks bad, you know, and let's not forget they had that contingency plan not so long ago. That meeting with uh, rules that Osorio must now abide by, who he might not even pay attention to, you yeah, know. Yeah, but that that was uh, every every report that I heard was that that meeting was a uh, there was a that's nice that you have this plan, but this is what's really going to happen, and they, yeah, they, uh, they they put a stop to that very quickly. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you, Jorge, that that, that, that regardless of, of whether or not. You know they have contingency in this and that. I I do think that 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 style points do mean something here, and I do think that he is under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, they, they did it to Because I mean, if if he if if he loses, say if he loses both these games and they, and they still haven't qualified, and 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 they go up, you know, nine ten, and then they play. Who is it? They would play Trinidad, and then Honduras. If they have to play that Honduras game with 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 any kind of reason where they have to get a point to qualify. Then, uh, then I think he's he's in major trouble. So I do think that these games do have that they, they, they do hold a little bit. And you know, we'll see Tecatito. I think that uh, uh, I think Giovanni got injured, but I do I do know that they they uh, received a, a letter about him. So, but uh, yeah. but Dan, I think that to your point, it seems like he's he he wants to get players that have been playing a while and didn't have that didn't have that extended break because of the Confed Cup. So we might see uh, because of that we we might see more more local players than Europeans. So we'll see what happens. I'm hoping I see some of these players that were ultimately left off the list. Right. I mean, I, I want to see what uh, what Pizarro can do with uh, with a player like Tecatito. I think that they can play well off each other. Uh, you know, obviously they need a you know a true holding. It, it boggles the mind to me, that, you know. For, you know, for a lot of for a lot of folks that are, you know, and you know, I'll just say firmly in the Osorio camp, to to say, well, you know, you just have to give him time. This and that, and I get that. But for him to play a system where he doesn't want to have a true defensive midfielder, and he leaves his 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 center backs to where they look like they're, you know, a, a minnow team practically, with with, with how poor how, how badly they're exposed with with where they play, how anybody thinks that 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 is a, a worthwhile system to continue to, to try and develop. And, and it just, to me, the, 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 we're, if that's your Achilles heel to me, you need to just scrap it all together. It, it boggles the mind that people don't see that. But anyway, I digress. Well, we should probably, uh, probably wrap it up then uh, here on the Cantina Mackey's podcast. Uh, Dan, I think we, that this is one of our one of our one of our better shows. It was very enjoyable. Thank you very much. Fun as always. Best show ever, 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 <laughs> ever. Joel, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we we'll have to keep <laughs> keep us up to date on on, on, the, on the Chivas Palace intrigue. Yeah, and the, the Chiva novela. 
Yes, John, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And Cheeky, Cheeky is bringing the heat today. You get a very passionate Cheeky. So you're uh, very much appreciated. I bring a little bit of heavy breathing since Ron was not here. <laughs> that is true. We uh, we missed out on the. Uh, I often wonder what what exactly is Ron watching when when he's on the show. I picture him holding up a microphone with both hands. You think so? You think he's like because you know there are some announcers you know that wear the headsets. And there's some that hold the microphone when they call the game. So maybe Ron is one of those guys. That I'm picturing boxers and a greasy wife beater. <laughs> Laying on the bed. Yeah. Covered, covered in cheese whiz. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not very nice. We, we, we wouldn't say that to, uh, to our good friend Ron. But uh, no, we do appreciate everyone uh, joining us. and appreciate you guys uh, that, are, that are watching, listen to us live here on YouTube. And of course, you can listen to this and all the previous editions of the Cantina Mekis podcast uh, from the uh, podcast center on iTunes and as well, newly uh, newly available to y'all on Google Play, which I, I thought was uh, what we were in the past, but that wasn't the case. But now it is official. We are on Google Play. So thank you guys very much. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll be with you again next week. My name is John Jagu, and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you.